Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So in New Mexico, the governor declared that guns were illegal. And if you possess them, you will be in trouble. Uh, There was a suggestion it would be a misdemeanor, but it may now be a citation. We'll see how it plays out. And the reason for this could be because a whole bunch of dudes showed up with guns in Albuquerque and said, nah, you, you can't do this. In fact, the backlash has been so severe that even Democrats, nay, even David Hogg himself said, you can't do this. And uh, we were all really impressed and surprised because apparently they, they don't remember what they said during COVID. David Hogg said that there's no public health exception, uh, exemption to the Constitution. And uh, during COVID, that's exactly what they did. But anyway... The New Mexico governor tried to to ban guns by decree, and it's not working. However, there, it, there are rumors circulating. There's a local paper. I haven't been able to verify this, saying that a spokesperson said those who defied the order and openly, openly cared will be, uh, they will have enforcement actions taken against them. But we will see if this plays out. I don't have a very good source outside of this local paper, but uh, I don't want to besmirch their good name. It's just uh, I want to make sure we're very, being very careful, careful, careful here. Uh, in other news, Joe Biden skipped the 9-11 memorial today, and he's the first president to do so. Uh, it's shocking. And I, I got to be completely honest. I'm I'm personally offended by that. There's this really great story that I want to we'll, we'll talk about when we get into when we get into this about a man who sacrificed his life. And there were many, many people who sacrificed their lives, but not only in the short term by running back in, into those buildings to save people. The people who were doing cleanup after the fact, who had permanent lung damage and cancer and, and, and injuries, and they risked everything on that day to save as many people as possible. So the least you'd think a president could do is just be there in New York to say that, you know, this this means something to us. But he didn't. And uh, that's that's just offensive. Donald Trump wants to wants the judge, uh, Chut Khan, to recuse herself. So we'll talk about that. But before we get into all the news, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click the TimCast IRL X Miami, and you got to come down to Miami, hang out with us. We got a really, uh, a really great show, October 6th, live Friday. We will be in Miami with Patrick Bet David, Donald Trump Jr., Matt Gates. You'll, you'll have uh, me and Luke Rutkowski as well as Ian on stage hanging out. We're going to have a bunch of free stuff, free products. The event is spot, the event is sponsored by Public Square. So we've got a whole bunch of really awesome stuff to hand out to everybody who does show up. We're going to have merch, T-shirts, coffee, and we've got uh, some big announcements probably on that day that uh, I think you want to be there for. We're going to be doing, we have a big, bold plan for, uh, well, I'll keep it vague, but there's a big, bold plan we have in place that I think is going to be uh, pretty, pretty dang awesome. And I look forward to seeing you there. Also, while you're at TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, so you can hang out for the members only uncensored show that will be coming up at 10 p.m. tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun, not so family friendly, and you as members can call in and submit questions. So sign up today to support our work. And when you do support our work, you're supporting all of our, all of our cultural endeavors. And we've got some big news coming up uh, out of West Virginia. We're uh, uh, going to be producing this big skateboard, skate park, action sports thing. And uh, we've got some, uh, some new property where we're going to be, hopefully, as we move forward, building something truly awesome to expand the culture. And uh, I really do appreciate all of your support in helping us on our mission. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Joining us today to talk, uh, uh, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about this and so much more is 
Libby Emmons. That's me. It's her birthday. It's my birthday. And here I am. I'm Libby Emmons. I'm with the Post Millennial and HumanEvents.com. Glad to be here. I'm totally going to be at your show in October in Miami. I'm really stoked to come hang out. Yeah, we have a, we, we, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much just yet because we have a bunch of special guests who are going to be there, but, um, I'm, I'm hoping the fresh and fit dudes will be there, uh, cause they're in Miami already. And we talked to them, uh, you're going to be there. We have, a, we have, there's actually more than just the people on stage who are going to be there. So I think maybe we should, we should, you know, we'll put together a list so you know, because you could be, end up hanging out with a bunch of cool people that you're fans of outside of the show. Plus I'm the really Vulcan excited. one was super fun. I had a great time at that That show. was chaos. Yeah, that <laughs> was chaos. Absolute. At one point you called me up on stage and I didn't hear you because I was chilling with Savannah Hernandez. And yeah, I, I was like, just let me here. You like, ah, at this hell. point. I, th- I mean, we, we just, like <laughs> just it might it might get wild up. because there's going to be so many people at, at the Miami show who are. Uh, it's not just like it's it's Don Junior Patrick David Matt Ga- uh, Patrick Matt David Matt Gates, but there's going to be a, like I think ten or fifteen other people. A bunch of us are going. We're all yeah stoked. yeah. So you know, and then we'll probably just pull people up on stage because right. the conversation is a conversation. But uh, but yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is my birthday. <laughs> What a day. Uh, we got Hannah Claire hanging out. Hey, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm happy to be back. I'm really hoping that uh, Libby will do her impression of her grandfather at some point today. Oh, my grandfather used to call and wish me a happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah. yeah. You want to hear it? So my grandfather's from New York. He grew born and raised in New York. He was born in Little Italy downtown. And uh, he used to call me on my birthday after 9-11 and he'd be like, sweetheart, I know it's a terrible day, but happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. so glad you're here to celebrate and with I, us now. I kind of I, I loved it just because for the sweetheart, you know, but, yeah. you know, yeah, thank you. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I don't feel like I don't have to say it, but I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm glad to be here. Ian's here too. Dude, what, your birthday was, I didn't know your birthday was September 11th till just now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's my birthday. Freak, did it mess you up? Well, let's, I well, was already messed up. Let's talk about September 11th on the show a little bit. <laughs> we, we're, we're definitely going to because of the Joe Biden thing, but I, I definitely, we we're, were talking a little bit beforehand and it's really interesting to hear your story about. I can tell you about my whole day. Yeah, we'll get into it. It's, it's, it's I mean, every, every, it's the famous saying, like everyone remembers where, where they were when, when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. My and, mom has told me about where she was when Kennedy got shot. I don't remember, yeah, but she told me about it. Yeah. Uh, and it was your birthday. It was so my there's birthday. So th- th- the first question, I don't want to spoil it. But immediately asked a question and Libby was like, yes, yeah, started laughing. But we'll get into it. We'll save it. We got Serge hanging out. What's up, guys? I am back. I'm ready for this one. You are, Tim. Let's go. Let's go. This is awesome. It's the coolest thing ever. From KOB4, gun owners rally in Old Town to protest public health order. You know, they don't want to they, they just call it what it is. The headline should read, gun owners defy unconstitutional and criminal action by governor. But, uh. Maybe a little bit strong for me, but I, I I think that's the fair the fair headline. You've got this video. We've got Ford Fisher as well. Many people openly carrying in defiance of the governor's decree. Good for them. And the police are basically backing away from this. They're saying that not not that they're not going to enforce it. The statement from the sheriff was was a, a effectively that, but it was a little tepid. So we'll see. They say more than 100 people openly carried guns in Old Town as they protested Governor Michelle Luan Grisham's recent controversial move on firearms. You see, they try very hard to avoid calling it what it is. We're not here to cause any issues. We're just here to, you know, express our amendment rights. And, you know, we'll go from there. It was a rally against part of Grisham's public health emergency on gun violence, specifically the part where she banned carrying guns, either through open or concealed carry uh, permits in Bernalillo County 
and the city of Albuquerque for 30 days. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on freedom. That's what she said. My jaw dropped for a Second Amendment to be to be suspended. It, it's unconstitutional. We got to put it that way. A lot of people feel that way, said Derek. Now, here's the funny thing about no, no rights are absolute. Yes, it means due process of law, not I hereby decree you can't keep and bear arms in defiance of your own state's constitution and your uh, your federal constitution, our federal constitution. So we, this is the story that we uh, we got. Sheriff in New Mexico's most populous county rejects governor's gun ban, calling it unconstitutional. Reject. Because what does that really mean? The current rumor that we're hearing, and I think I have it here from the paper. I have I, I, I don't know what this, this uh, publication is. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is. All I know is this is being circulated. It may or may not be true. Take it with a grain of salt. However, in it, Carolyn's, they, they say that they, they reached out, it's uh, the paper in Albuquerque, that's what's called the paper, reached out to Carolyn Sweeney, a Lujan Grisham spokeswoman who said the order is being enforced and citations will be forthcoming from the state police. To ensure officer safety, we will not be providing additional details at this time. So I'm wondering if the move they make is to pull up videos of people who were openly carrying and then privately go after them. So imagine this, someone goes to the rally and they're openly carrying legally. But the governor has issued a decree. They're on camera. Facial recognition, whatever. They know who the person is. They issue a warrant for their arrest. And under what, you know, under what law or whatever? It's not going to be for open carrying. Open, open carrying. There's going to be some violation like defiance of public health emergency. Section whatever. The cops are going to show up to the guy's house and say, we have a warrant for your arrest for, you know, defiance of executive order and list, list a bunch of charges. None of which will be having a gun that the person's going to be like, are we talking about? And the cop's going to say, listen, man, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you did. I know you're under arrest. So while many people are saying the cops won't enforce this, cops will defy it. I'm like, yeah, but what happens when some random 28 year old cop is told we got a warrant for a guy on disorderly conduct, fel felony disorderly on state grounds. And he goes, sounds good to me. They're going to start getting arrested, but we'll see. I'm glad to see that people are, are standing up to this. It's 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 blowing up in the in the governor's face. Democrats are angry about it, but you know. Well, it should grow. Picture this: you're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then, out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. It should blow up in the governor's face. This is another one of these lead through crisis situations 
We saw this with Biden. We saw this. Kamala Harris was talking about this. They were listing off, you know, this was pre-COVID even. They were listing off um, public health emergencies. They were talking about climate change, public health emergency, racism. Then they threw COVID into the mix. They threw guns into the mix. And it's like you were saying, like, as soon as you declare something a public health emergency, they start suspending all of our civil liberties. And you remember even during COVID, you had sheriffs and police officers saying that they were not going to enforce lockdown orders. But people were getting arrested anyway. You know, there's still people who get who who have been charged with that stuff and been prosecuted. And that stuff stands. Yeah. And I would say I love two way people like this idea that there's just a bunch of them like openly carrying guns and everything is fine. Like you're not hearing anything about any violence that came out of this rally. I think it's such an interesting display because uh, if the government of New Mexico is taking such a drastic and expansive interpretation of public health emergency, it's cool to see them say, well, we're just going to protest and uh, demonstrate publicly rather, rather than say, well, I'm, I'm scared of what will happen. I think that's uh, the sort of only, uh, uh, I don't know, white pill in this situation. The, the other thing, too, though, is remember in um, in Lansing, Michigan in April 2020. You had a lot of people showing up at the Capitol saying, we're opposed to lockdown orders. We're not going to do this anymore. Uh, they went into the Capitol and they were called white supremacists. You know, these people are going to get called names. And the other thing, too, is like, even if they're out there today and the sheriff says, oh, maybe we're not going to prosecute. You don't know, like they could come to your door in two months. Yeah. There's right. people now getting arrested for 9-11. They've arrested over 1,200 people for that. You don't even know. 9-11? Not 11. Whatever it is. Not the other 9-11. It is obnoxious to use dates to yeah, reference events. They actually, there's only a couple of people who were arrested now for 9-11 and they haven't been prosecuted. So they're still hanging yeah. out in Guantanamo and prosecutors are looking at plea deals for those people. But don't so, worry, but we got sorry. all of the January 6th I have 9-11 in my head because it's my birthday. So I've, I've I heard, apologize. I've, I've heard stories of people who were on the Capitol, on the Capitol grounds that, were, that nothing ever happened, right? right? So like a year ago, there were stories people would say where it's like, oh, I knew someone who was at that rally and they were walking around the grass, but they never got charged or arrested. They'll, they'll show up at your house. Well, and then they just arrested Owen Troyer. Uh, they had arrested He's him previously. He's sentenced well, tomorrow. Yeah. They're trying to sentence him to like, what, 120 days. Mm-hmm. He didn't go into the Capitol. He was hanging out outside. And part of the thing is yelling, they, and like yelling. generic anti-establishment, like revolutionary commentary. And then the sentencing. They, well, he said, I think he said death of tyrants. Is what, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said the Democrats were tyrants. I mean, yeah. this but is in what, the sentence, they also reference things that he said on air. Yeah. I mean, before, the, as before a during, and after. Yeah. yeah yes. If you read the, the statement from the DOJ, they say in the months leading up and they said he, he <clears throat> made January 6th happen. I mean, he, they are trying to make another person. They're pinning mm-hmm. this on. Uh, and, you know, rightly so, his attorney has responded with, uh, you are trying to use, to violate his free speech rights and to make this more than what it is. They also say, you know, he's been on pre-trial, like it's supervised pre-trial supervision for the last two years. So surely he shouldn't have to also go to jail. But but this is what people in New Mexico need to think about as well. One, I think it's good that people are, Democrats are on board with rejecting the governor's decree. So, they're probably these people who, who protested probably going to be totally safe. If these rumors are true, it's going to get scary because it's not going to be a cop showing up saying you you defied the governor's order and carried a weapon. You're under arrest, and then the person films themselves. And they're like, "Look what's happening now." Nah. It's going to be like you have a, you have a bench warrant for your arrest. Mm-hmm. Why? What did I do? That's for the court. I don't know, man. All I know is I got. I'm told you got a warrant, and you're coming with me. 
I've been rereading the trial, the Kafka novel, and this guy gets arrested and he gets put on trial and they never tell him the charges. Right. They never tell him what he did wrong and he's trying to navigate the court and figure things out and trying to like understand how he's being treated, uh, trying to navigate having a job. He doesn't want to tell anybody that this is happening to him because he's embarrassed and he's ashamed. Every Everywhere he looks and the more he... The more he digs into his trial and what's going on, the more he realizes that like literally everyone is against him. Everyone has been spying on him this whole time. Um, and I, it just has seemed uh, like the exact right time to reread the trial. And the more I listen to it, because I've been doing it on audiobooks, the more I listen to it, I'm just like, dang, like Kafka knew what he was talking about. Yep. Exactly. We're looking at this now. What was his political... Kafka's yeah, what year, what country was he from? He was from the Czech Republic, then Czechoslovakia. He lived in Prague. He was basically an insurance clerk who was writing on the side. Um, I don't know what his political leanings were. He was essentially anti-authoritarian. Was he during the Soviet era? It was, it was, when was he writing? What was it like? Franz Kafka. 30s? 1880 to, to 1925. There you go. That's, yeah. when he, that's when he was alive. He was only 40. Yeah, I was reading him in high school. Um, because I was really intrigued by a couple of his stories, Metamorphosis and The Hunger Artist were the ones that really, I was like, whoa, what's that about? And then The Castle. But um, but yeah, he was anti-authoritarian. And if you look at his work, it's just like this crushing state. And there you are, just this individual trying to have an existence, you know? And in many cases, just a quiet existence without being bothered, without being any, you know, in trouble at all, without having anybody come at you. And it's just the state swirls around you, eats you up and destroys you. I, I think a lot of people have this uh, mis misunderstanding about how the system works when it's working against you. I think a lot of people, especially people who watch the show, probably get it. But I feel like the average person, they assume that if you do something wrong, you know, the cops show up and they say you did something wrong. They don't realize that sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you get arrested for no reason. Mm -hmm. There's a guy at Occupy Wall Street who, uh, this is a hilarious story, by the way. He's a middle-aged guy wearing a suit with gray hair. And he is inside a bodega, for those who don't know, a corner store, buying an orange, I think it was a Fanta. The police use that orange kettling net, they call it, to wrap around protesters. So to stop people from leaving when they say it's an unlawful assembly and you're all under arrest, the cops go from one side of the building and they make a half moon around all these people and the door. And the guy walks out of the convenience store drinking his orange Fanta on break from work and he's confused like, what's going on? Why am I in this thing? He can't go back inside. They're like, no, you can't come in. And then he goes to the cop and says, hey, I, I was just in the store buying a drink. And they're like, shut your mouth. And he's like, I'm not a protester. I'm just a guy on break. I'm drinking. They're like, you're under arrest. Shut your mouth. Most of the cops holding, holding the, 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 the netting won't say anything. He yells at the supervisor. They ignore him. He got arrested. He got he, arrested for literally drinking an orange Fanta. For, for, be, because he walked out of a store into the area they had corralled. And the police said, anyone inside this is under arrest. Even though they got some guy who was just drinking a soda. Doesn't matter. And so he goes to jail. He can't tell his work what happened. Mm -hmm. And all I, all, this is what I was told, right? Uh, he was at a meeting in the city screaming at the top of his lungs to the police about what they had done to him. And the cops were just like, we literally do not care what you think. It's a, it's a city of millions of people and you are one guy with no authority and no power. So you can shut your mouth. 
you're meaningless. They didn't say that literally, but, but they that's just, what they, that's basically it. And they just paid off BLM protesters who were torching cop cars. Mm-hmm. Well, this Millions was, this was of dollars. Occupy. Yeah, I know, but they just did this. Right. They paid off protest. They're not protesters. They're like militant BLM rioters. They paid them off millions of dollars. There's a lot of stories like that where the police arrest random people. There was a, a guy named Alex Arbuckle who was taking pictures of Occupy Wall Street. He's standing on the sidewalk when the protesters get, you know, circled or whatever. And a cop walks up to him while he's not part of the protest and on the sidewalk away from the protest and arrests him. He was uh, a different officer was told to sign for the arrest and fabricate a statement as to why he should be arrested. And the fabricated statement was that he was obstructing the roadway like all the other protesters. The funny thing is, this guy went down there to tell the police's side of the story on the protests because he felt it wasn't being accurately portrayed. And uh, I was live streaming everything that happened at the time. And I filmed the illegal arrest. The officer who lied under oath never got any accountability. Never. So two officers fabricated the charges against him. And this guy, cold wake up call, the cops just made it up. I think that one of the problems we face with a lot of the with with a lot of what's going on with tyranny is is density. Uh, uh, like a lot of the problems that emerge that we complain about in terms of weird progressive cult like behavior is just density of cities and then an inability for people to com- like how 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 you deal with three hundred violent protesters throwing bottles and rocks at cops. Well, like this is a group of people doing this. We got to arrest them. Uh oh, there were two guys in there who were wrongly roped in. What do you do? Do you then go through it? Like, where, can we, do we, like, what do you do? Check all the phones for videos of everyone. So they just say, we don't care. Yeah. I think the uh, problems of corruption at the top is due to density too. Cause when you know everybody you're working with, all 60 of your, your people, you have a personal relationship with everybody. You can make sure that everyone's needs are met, that if there's a problem with one of them, it can be, uh, uh, it can be, you know, dealt with. But if there's 300 million people that you're trying to govern, it, it just becomes numbers, man. I mean, that's what Lujan Grisham yep. is doing too, right? She's saying- Anyone who is interested in having a gun is potentially dangerous, and therefore I'm going to uh, carry this out on all citizens. I mean, it's a complete overreach, and that's similar to the position the cops take. We've well, decided there's a crisis, and so we don't care about the nuance. Let's let's think about it this way: the the, the order that was given by Grisham is that if there's like something like what a thousand deaths, or it's like some capacity, like if there's a number of deaths related to guns, at this number you can't have a gun there, which basically is Albuquerque and and Bernalillo. So think about it this way. For, let's say for every 100 citizens you have, every year there's one gun murder. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. Let's let's say that there is a uh, town of 100 people, and every year one person dies in a shooting. It's it's shocking, but one murder is not going to shock the minds of every single of 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 the town. They're well, going to be Iceland. They have like four murders a year, and it's a substantially less people. So the issue is when. If if it's what I have to talk about with the uh, the scaling problem, if one per let's say 0.1 percent of your population is killed in a gun in a, in, a, in by violence every year, so let's say for every thousand people one person dies, no one's going to blame guns. They're going to say this murder is unconscionable. Now let's say you have a million people. Okay, now all of a sudden you've got what ten thousand? Am I doing my math wrong? A thousand? You have a thousand deaths. Now you ban guns because there's a gun problem. A thousand people dying is terrifying, even though it's the same proportionality. Mm-hmm. So this is the problem of mass density in these cities. It may be that people are dying, probably dying at lower rates, percentage-wise, due to gun violence than ever before. But there's more gun deaths than ever before. There's more people and more guns. And more media. 
uh, right. in, in the hands of the mother of the kid that was killed or the cousin of the guy that got shot. Like back in the day, you'd get a news report about it, maybe. Well, so here's the other thing. It would be like, like a police blotter. I remember yeah. always checking Pre, the police blotter. Now you get viral Twitter yeah. posts that but 100 even, million people see and stuff that freaks people out over pre, and over. And pre-2000, if someone got shot, they're going to die. You, you, your chances mm -hmm. of getting paramedics there, you're running to find a payphone. When I was a teenager, I watched a woman have some kind of stroke. And I'm 16, no cell phones. I mean, people had cell phones at the time, like, but they weren't it, ubiquitous. ubiquitous yeah. Right. I had to run into a bank and it was, I, I run into a bank and I was like, I need help. And th there was a guy speaking. He was, excuse me, we're in the middle of me. I'm like, a lady just collapsed. And then they, they stand up and then they called 911 or whatever. But like, if I had a cell phone, like if it's today, I watch someone fall, I go my phone right away. Right. So that the, 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 you know, but that, that means you probably have more people dying like in the 90s. And you could probably see, you know, homicides going down. You actually can because of cell phones. But now, because we have more and more people, she's justifying the amount of people as the reason why to ban guns. But also, you know, criminals aren't going to care. They're going to carry guns anyway. Oh, yeah. As always. That's always the thing. Well, let's talk like, about the... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, let's jump to the story about uh, Owen Schroyer. This is, uh, this is a big one. Owen Schroyer's... Uh, Owen Schroyer responds to the DOJ sentencing recommendation. You know, when I saw this story, we know that Owen Schroyer is being uh, uh, targeted because of his speech. He was on the Capitol grounds. He did not go in the building. His charges are like misdemeanor trespass of some sort. They want him to go to jail, prison, federal prison for three months. And the, the, fact, the factors in the sentencing guideline recommendations were his speech before, during, and after. Shocking. When I read what, what his response was, I thought it was uh, uh, very important considering what's going on. Let me read for you from TimCast.com. Actually written by Hannah Claire Brimelow. Hey, guys. Owen Schroyer has asked the judge overseeing his sentencing to go against the recommendations submitted by the Department of Justice. While in D.C., Schroyer told a crowd of people over a bullhorn, the Democrats are posing as communists, but we know what they really are. They're just tyrants. They're tyrants. And so today on January 6th, we declare death to tyranny, death to tyrants. The DOJ asked the court to consider that Schroyer's conduct on January 6th, like the conduct of hundreds of other rioters, took place in the context of a large and violent riot that relied on numbers to, to overwhelm uh -oh, the police officers who were trying to prevent a breach of the Capitol building. All right, so here's, here's where it gets good. In the response to the government's proposed sentence, Schroyer's attorneys argued the prosecution is taking direct aim at freedom of speech. Quote, it seeks to penalize Mr. Schroyer for his viewpoints claiming apparently that his views are relevant offenses, offense conduct that must be considered in crafting a sentence sufficient, but not greater than necessary, to punish the crime to which Mr. Schroyer pleaded guilty, a single misdemeanor count of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 1752A1, says the responding statement from Schroyer's team. That says it all. What was Schroyer charged with? Being in a These last few years have not been easy on our economy, and with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. 
Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. That's it. And for this, they drafted up this this recommendation saying his speech on his show said the election was stolen and he hates tyranny. So he needs three months. Hold on. Hold on. Was he charged with insurrection? Was he charged with incitement? No, he was charged with effectively trespass. So in what way is it relevant? It's because these people are are cultists. It's entirely political. And I think this is another uh, uh, another grain of sand in the heap of evidence. We know that what they're doing to the January 6 uh, uh, individuals, not all of them, but, the, but many of them, and if not the majority of them, and people like Owen Schroyer and Donald Trump and these others is political persecution through prosecution for political power. I think you're right. I think uh, Schroyer's experience is really interesting because there's obviously antipathy on uh, on the part of the government. They they want him to be yet another person who is dangerous and therefore needs to be locked up. And I think ultimately it's really interesting. He's being represented by uh, Norm Pattis, who also represented Joe Biggs and um, and Zach Reels, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, these are very different cases obviously the proud boys were charged with seditious conspiracy and you can argue if that was fair or right or not uh but in this case he never entered the building he stood outside and yelled a bunch of stuff and they are saying therefore he deserves to go to, to jail on this charge it it seems like they will never let this panic that they manufactured die it's a totally manufactured panic and it's interesting too because um a lot of the january 6 people who have already been arrested, detained, prosecuted, charged, sentenced, were like the littler people, the Mm -hmm. people whose names you don't know, you know, like the grandmas from Illinois or whatever, who now don't really get a hearing. You saw sometimes they would come on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox and they would talk about it and they would talk about what's going on with them. But they were, you know, they were people whose names you didn't know. And now they're using all of the precedents, all of the like heavy handed um, prosecution that they staged against these smaller people who you didn't know whose cases only really Julie Kelly was following, Yeah, you know, and they're using those same precedents to go after people whose names you do know. And they're going to use those same precedents that they're doing now against Schroyer and the Proud Boys and all of those guys to go after Trump because it's the same judge. Yeah. I mean, Chukin is the same judge and Chukin hates Trump, has said that, has her own opinions. And then they're using all of this, too, to try and get Trump off the ballot. And I think it's very important to note that no one has been charged with insurrection. Like, that's no, not if no, you go do what? a search, it's just not there in the in the in the DOJ documents of people charged with, want, um, you know, January 6th. Stuff. I want to jump to the statement the DOJ made in their quote when they said that uh, they have to consider that Shore's conduct like the conduct of hundreds of other rioters, took place in the context of a large and violent riot. Heavens me. Owen Schroyer yelled death to tyrants. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Wow. I'm, I, I wonder how much prison time Ray Epps is going to get for literally telling people to go into the Capitol mm-hmm. and then being there right when the barricade was torn down mm-hmm. and they gave Joe Biggs 20 years. So Ray Epps, what's he going to get, 50? Life? He's going to get or, nothing. You already saw the Washington Post, the New York Times, and everybody else coming out saying like, 
Ray Epps did nothing wrong. It's literally everybody else who did something wrong, even though we have but video. But he is right? the one hero. He's the one guy that we have seen doing, you know, yeah. doing the thing that but they somehow say. he's defensible. I, I think yeah. it's interesting, too. Like the cops that gave um, the shaman a, a tour around the Capitol, I haven't heard anything about disciplinary action happening for them, right? No, like of course not. there is no fallout for people who, you know, whether we can say it was mistaken or on purpose, facilitated actual things that then people were or sent the to jail for. Who shot an unarmed woman. Nothing. And that's crazy. I think your point that they have been building up to this yes. for so long is so interesting because often when I'm writing these stories, the the, the statement comes across and it's from the DOJ that uh, over a thousand people have been charged in connection with January 6th, over 600 have been sentenced mm-hmm. and over 300 are in prison at this mm-hmm. moment. And when I read that sentence, I am horrified. It's right? horrifying. I, I feel that way because I obviously have one, I have a, a, a perspective on January 6th mm-hmm. that, you know, left-wing mainstream media doesn't. When they hear the same statistics that over a thousand people are in, uh, have been charged, that over 600 people have been sentenced and that over 300 are in jail, they think, good job, we're getting them. But it's and also that's so, so insane. Freaky. Like in Portland in the summer of 2020, they rioted for over 100 nights straight. They tried mm-hmm. to burn down a federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump was like, we really should send in the National Guard. And the governor was like, no, no, no we do hate that. you. Don't send in the National Guard. We yep. would rather have our courthouse burned down. And instead, you know, they tried to set fire to the mayor's apartment building while there were people in it. Yeah. And this is all totally fine. And then we hit January, you know, 6th, 2021. They call it this. They call it deadly riots. It was literally one day. It was one day. A deadly riot caused by the police officer. Right. Also, where everyone went home by like, what, eight? Right. It was literally one day. And they talk about, you know, people brought weapons. There were what, tasers and yeah. a fire extinguisher? Mm-hmm. I, I love how they also say like, they, they say, oh, there's no way that they would have been able to overthrow anything. Don't they understand how this government thing works? Like, you can't just take the building and overthrow everything. And at the same time, right. they act like that's what would have happened. And today, there were yeah, leftist right. agitators occupying House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's office. Mm-hmm. Why are they not going to jail for 25,000 years? I think you meant insurrectionists. Insurrectionists? Yeah. We we always are going back and forth over what words to use for these psychotic people. What those people yeah. were doing at Kevin McCarthy's office, just straight up on the table, is that legal? I don't I don't know. I don't like, know. Assuming everything's on the board and that we're following the law, are I don't you know. allowed like, legally to go? Are you allowed to go into your representative's office and sit there and refuse to move even after they try and tell you to leave? Well, it's trespassing. It's, it's well, it for sure trespassing. I mean, how did, you know. I don't know. They wanted they wanted more foreign aid for AIDS medication. So they were trespassing to to make a noise. For sure, about they that. were sitting there, locking arms, refusing to leave, yelling, yelling about Kevin McCarthy. I guess the answer is no. It's not legal. I it's trespassing. Think, yeah, it seems pretty, pretty trespassory to me. Also, isn't that some of the risks of protesting? Right, like if you're choosing mm-hmm. to protest, you obviously know there's a potential that you could, you know, be on. Lo- property you're not supposed to i mean nobody right. protests from their own living room right? it used to be getting arrested was good publicity back in the day it was a good way to get well, the news jane fonda was getting arrested like every friday or whatever it was when she was doing her climate protests outside yeah. of the a bunch Congress. of a bunch of celebrities like to get yeah. arrested when it's environmentalist related right. stuff but then we have this example where it's like we had one singular day and now we can never let it go and again i know this point it's we their all, fetish they fetishized right but where are the black lives matter protest arrests right what happens when it well, happens you see outside what of happens DC? to them they they get let off. They get very short sentences mm-hmm. or they just get let off altogether. And settlements from the city. Settlements from the city. Yeah, we did a story. Hannah Nightingale at Post Millennial did a story last week about the huge uh, amount of money that cities have been paying out to BLM and Antifa militant activists mm-hmm. um, compared to how much damage was done. It was like $2 billion in insurance damage, the most expensive riots in American history. 
in 2020, and cities have been paying out millions and millions of dollars to people for having arrested them. One guy in LA got paid out like millions of dollars for being shot with a rubber bullet. Now, do you remember the summer of 2020? It was like, you know, defund police. You have to use non-lethal crowd control. So they use non-lethal crowd control and the city still has to pay out millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Because they're not supposed to be against that narrative where it's okay to be against whatever they have demonized anybody who went to January 6th. I mean, even when you look at this now, a lot of the mainstream coverage of it has dropped the fact that like Trump held a peaceful rally where he talked and then later said, everyone go home, don't go there. They just dropped it completely. They act like people randomly showed up in D.C. to riot. And that's obviously not what happened, but that's the narrative that they would like. That's the history they would like to preserve that uh, the BLM rioters were just you know, peacefully protesting while no, things the BLM rioters, the BLM rioters were um, uh, involved in a public health emergency. Yes. Remember, because racism helps. was a bigger public health emergency than COVID. That's so true. I'm never forgiving the whole COVID thing. I'm never getting over that. The, the, on January 6th, there was some violence. Obviously, people, some people rioted, smashed stuff up. There fought. was a riot, uh, was a, for sure. A, a, there a was lot a of people riot. rioted. So Owen a, going there. It was there a riot. And saying. Other side of the building. Owen was on the other side where there were no riots. My understanding is that where Owen was with Alex Jones, it was just people walking around. They were not at the area where people were smashing and throwing things at cops and stuff. I trespassing, I get it. Technically, I guess I can I can wrap my mind around it. But for him to say Democrats are tyrants, death to kill them, kill the tyrants, like is that what he, he said that? He said, These people are the tyrants, now kill the tyrants. Well, that's kind that's of little, like little, saying little, kill those people. It, it, I, I don't disagree to it, but the way you phrase it is a bit unfair. He said he did say the Democrats are posing as communists, but we know what they are. There's tyrants, death to tyranny, death to tyrants. So I agree with what you're saying, but he the way you said it was a little bit it wasn't, aggressive. It wasn't um like an imminent threat to violence. He wasn't calling like I want you to go this name, this person at this place killed. He wasn't saying that, so it wasn't illegal to say that. But, but if it, you say that in front of a mob, and then the mob gets angrier, I mean, but are it, you- it, it is like a oh, won't someone rid me of this priest? Right, mm-hmm. right. But but regardless, uh, what's he charged with? Just trespassing. In which case, this is immaterial to his sentencing. You're right. His speech is not relevant. Yeah. Right. And uh, unless I, he's I, charged I have, with making threats, but which but he's not. oh, won't someone rid me of this priest? Is not illegal. You, you could is, argue irresponsible, but they're they're doing this because they're also doing it to Trump. Like if you look at the indictment in Georgia, it ta- it it references tweets that he made like, oh, the Georgia ballot counting is being broadcast on OAN. And Fannie Willis says that's evidence of a conspiracy. She doesn't make any sense. I think the fact if you look that, at the like hundreds of counts, I think the fact a lot that of them are social media posts The 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 D.A. in, in Georgia did not indict Loeffler, Purdue and Graham shows it's entirely political to go after Trump's administration. Mm-hmm. The grand jury voted to indict these sitting members or, or at the time, these members of the of, of the Senate and uh, D.A. didn't do it. Why? Well, it doesn't serve her pro- political purposes in any way. The D.A. could still bring the charges. The, the grand jury voted to indict. Right. But. It looks like she's just going after the Trump administration and his lawyers. Purely political. Well, because they want to say that his campaign was a was a criminal conspiracy. Well, we saw you saw that post from uh, Julie Kelly mm-hmm. on Twitter that she was uh, I think I don't know if she, she was with Enrique Tarrio. Somebody was. Yeah. And Enrique was saying that they tried to get him to claim that take a deal where he says he was working with Trump or Trump told him to do it. Wasn't it Cara Castronueva at Gateway? Is that who said that? I, know I saw that a tweet I, from I Julie Kelly talking about thing. it. Yeah. That he was he was apparently told that 
when they arrested him, say that Trump, you know, was working with you. He told you know, he told you to do or something to that effect. And when he said no, they were like, then you're going to go away for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And they did flip the IT worker. There. Right. At uh, Mar-a-Lago. What? Yep. They threw. They flipped the IT worker at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, what, you who know, is now who is turning on Trump. It's really amazing to me that there are some people who have families, have children, and they look at a burning building and they hear a little girl scream help and they say, I am going to run in that building. Lord, help me. I will save that little girl. Knowing they may die and leave behind their children to be fatherless and their wives to be widows, but they know what the right thing is to do. And then there are people who are told, well, we'll lock you up. You better do as you're told. And they're completely unwilling to make any degree of sacrifice or, or, or stand up for anything. They fall over. They fold like cheap suits. Let's jump to this story. This next story from Newsweek. Joe Biden commemorating 9-11 in Alaska sparks backlash. Isn't that L- where the listen. third plane crashed? Yeah. The, 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 the mysterious. Fifth, the fifth, yeah. The fifth yeah. helicopter. <laughs> the fifth heli- Bo no, Biden no. was on it. That's how okay. Bo Biden died. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Joe Biden did not go to New York for the 9-11 memorial. It's the first, it's the first uh, president, president to skip it. I think, what, I don't know if this is true. I saw a tweet. It said that, uh, or an ex-post, I'm sorry, said that um, the response was 22 years after Pearl Harbor, president stopped going to Hawaii. Is that I what it that was? Too, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I take offense to this. Um, it I is, also it, take offense to this. It, and when you read the stories of 9-11, and, and most of us have read them to a great degree, especially the people who are watching, because some people have read too many stories about 9-11, and some people have read a healthy amount to better understand what happened, how it happened. And there's a lot of wild things out there, but I think most of us, we've read quite a bit. And you learn about the heroism. Um, my, uh, 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 what's the, what's the word? Um, the, what's the, oh, I, I'm, I can't think of the word. But uh, shout out, mm-hmm. I'll just say that, to John Stewart. For standing up for the 9-11 first responders who are not getting the... Oh, he did that a lot. The, right. And, and, and it's brilliant because the men who rushed when, when people were running away, rightly so, there were people who ran towards knowing what they had to do, mm-hmm. knowing that they could leave their children behind to have no father, no mother, no family, but they had to save as many people as they could. And Joe Biden wasn't even commemorating 9-11. It's unfair to say that he did. What was he doing? Where he stopped in Alaska is a typical refueling port for Air Force One. What really happened? In my opinion, he was traveling back from Southeast Asia and stopped to refuel. And they were like, well, you might as well say something. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Kamala Harris went to New York instead. That's an embarrassment. She's an embarrassment. Yeah. She's a horror. She should have absolutely no place near the White House ever under any circumstances. And she typically doesn't. I mean, the Joe Biden administration does not engage with Kamala that much. She's so unpopular. She was in charge of the border. We never hear from her. So to send her in his stead is like saying that's how much we don't care about this. Right. But also they try and get everyone to say the Biden-Harris administration. That's what the press secretary says. Biden-Harris. I refuse to allow that. That's because we're going into an election year and they're trying to be like, no, no, we have a woman of color on the ticket. So we're better. It's it's just disgusting. Yeah, she is Absolutely horrifying. I want to give a shout out to Spike Cohen yes, for this tweet, good. which I read, and it's very difficult to read. And uh, I pulled up the Wikipedia page for the man he wrote about, Ray Rascorla. And uh, reading this story brings me to tears and fills me with rage at the same time that Joe Biden doesn't care. Then, and there's arguments about, it's like, well, but he had to give the speech in Vietnam or whatever. It's like, you do not schedule things that interrupt you showing up to New York for a 9-11 memorial. 
whatever whatever your thoughts about 9-11, the people posting World Trade Center 7 all day, it was trending. Regardless, the people died that day. People died afterwards. People were sickly afterwards. Dogs died. Lives were sacrificed. And this guy, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Riscorla has one of the most incredible stories I've ever read. I'll give you the simple version. Security guard, work at the World Trade Centers, is concerned about a terror attack potentially hitting the Trade Centers, has an assessment done. They find that there is a huge risk in the basement. A few years later, some dude tries to blow up the Trade Center by doing exactly what they were warned about. He gets mad. He begins these drills every three months saying evacuations. Why is he worked for Morgan Stanley as security and they, they, had, they were the, the largest occupants of the South Tower. When 9-11 happened, the North Tower gets hit. He immediately goes to everyone, says, we practice for this. We're getting out. But on the PA, the Port Authority said to stay at your desks. He calls his best friend and says that SOBs are telling us to stay. I'm getting my people out of here. Only, I believe, 13 of the 2,700 employees at Morgan Stanley died because this guy had a plan. He was, he was preparing for, for the risks, thought ahead, and he had other people's lives in his mind, not his own. So after they evacuated people, when the first plane hit, they had 17 minutes before the, before the South Tower was hit. He got out almost every single person, and then he went back inside, and they never saw him again. And he told his wife on the phone... That, you know, if she never sees him again, he loves her and she gave him everything he ever wanted. And you hear stories like that. And it's not the first story we've ever, we've ever heard. There's so many stories. And I hear a story like that. And I hear a story about all the first responders that Jon Stewart was defending. And this is what gets me so angry at the people who would uh, reject. I, I think the 9-11 first responders should have been given a million dollars a year for the rest of the year for the rest of their lives. And so many other people in this country, considering how much wealth we have. And you hear stories like this and you hear stories of the dudes who rushed in full speed, never to be seen again, leaving behind families, the people who are victims who died in this, the people standing at the edge of the of the molten steel in the burning building as it sprays out, the people who had to live for decades with damaged lungs and cancer. And the least you can do, Joe Biden, is show up. Literally, the minimum is just showing up. I'm pissed, man. What gets Whatever. me one of the the things that bothers me the most is that those people that went back into the building should be alive because buildings like that are not supposed to fall down from office fires. And that's what they thought. They all thought it. The firefighters knew going in. They knew. Their risk was burning smoke, chemicals. There's potential for explosions if there's gas stored somewhere. Not the building would, would collapse on everybody. They all knew the buildings would stay up. That's why they went in. They believed. Yep. They believed. Funny how knowledge can can change well, like that. Well, it's an amazing, it's amazing too how fragile civilization is. How it can just, you know, crumble. Everything you can believe about it, you can believe that the, you know, steel I-beams are gonna stay forever, but it's all just gonna crumble. Yeah. And it crumbles quickly. You know, I feel like our civilization is crumbling rather quickly at this point. We built it up so high, you know, it was so big and now it's just like crumbling. When and I see stories like this though, um, I mean, what an amazing and incredible man to to do this, to know, to not worry about what the authorities are saying, to know himself what's important and to go for that. You know, so often now people just believe what they're told and there's no reason to believe what you're told. You think you have to think for yourself in every single circumstance. Um, and it's just like clear, the more things that come up that it, it turns out we can't trust what we are told. And we've... There was so much we were told that we believed. 
you know? Well, and we see so many examples of people who are given jobs to protect other people failing. I mean, I think about mm-hmm. the Uvalde school shooting when the school resource officer wasn't yes. there. And then this guy is like, I am the head of security and I am going to take it so seriously we that I am going- We need this guy at Uvalde. We need, sure. it, we need him everywhere. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because- Who wants to read that, uh, read that quote? I can read it. Uh, he, I will get emotional reading this, but um, he called his wife Susan and said, stop crying. Uh, I, have, I have to get these people out safely. Uh, if something should happen to me, I want you to know I've never been happier. You made my life. And I think that's so crazy that like this man was on the phone with his wife. It would have been so easy to be like, I got a bunch of people out. I'm going to run up the street. And he said, like, I am going I'm back. on my way home. Yeah. I mean, how much would you think you wanted to be with his wife in those last moments? Right. And even this is like he's Welsh. And I find this like to be very like UK to me, this idea that he's his wife is on the phone. She knows what's about to happen. She knows it's a risk. And his response is stop crying like we have a job to do and we're going to do it. And think, and think about our current generation. Think about the people we have today, Uvalde. Man. There was a post also from Ryan Gadurski talking about his uncle. Yeah, that was really powerful. Which was really powerful. His uncle Pete, who was going in, he thought his niece was in the building and he kept going in to try and get her out. And, and it turned out she wasn't even it there It turns day. out she wasn't even there, but he kept going in and finding somebody else and bringing them out. And then he'd go back in and he'd find somebody else and bring, and he just kept going back in to bring people out. And I remember that, I remember that day uh, because, I mean, I was in Philadelphia. I wasn't even in New York. And it was your birthday. And it was my birthday. But, um, you know, New York is always, New York is where my grandparents were born. My mother was born in New York. Uh, eventually my son was born in New York. But like, um, I remember watching Rudy Giuliani. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Funny on TV because what happened was everyone wanted news out of New York. So all the channels in Jersey and Philadelphia just tuned into like the New York local news, like New York One, right? So we were all just watching New York One and Rudy Giuliani like um, came on and he started talking about it and what was going down. And he started, ta- he started talking about how <laughs> alternate side of the street parking would be suspended. <laughs> so for those of you who are not, you know, super familiar with parking in New York, they clean the streets. And so every couple of days, you got to move your car to the other side of the street so they can clean the street. And Giuliani started talking about alternate side of the street parking would be suspended. And I, I, rem- I was like super emotional feeling. I was like, New York is still New York. Rudy Giuliani's in charge. He's, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna save the city again, you know, and he did uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, the, the people who did that and later talking to my boss, I worked for this architecture company and my boss was telling me his kids went to school downtown and he lived in Brooklyn and he walked a, he walked across the bridge. Everyone's like running across the bridge trying to get to Brooklyn. Everyone's like fleeing downtown and he's walking the other way to go get it, to like go find his kids and his kids, his kids were okay and he found them. Um, another person I know, uh, just was like ended up writing a one man show called Walk North and he had been downtown and he just started like walking north and like you know everybody he ran into people just being like 
do you guys, does anyone need a bathroom? You could come to my apartment. Does anyone need water? Like, what does anybody need, you know? Yeah. My buddy was walking north that morning after the plane hit. Same, similar situation to get uptown. And then there's people were screaming that there was another plane coming. Mm-hmm. And they all just thought that it was. No one knew what was happening. That we right. were under attack from all angles. They would scream, panicked, and run into buildings and hide and stuff like that. No other planes ever came. After, after the second plane hit, everything changed when the first plane yeah. hit it was was this a ta- was this an accident right when that's this, what i thought first yeah some like wow what could have happened How, the loaves of billet who knows and then the second plane hit and it was clear and the stories i heard from some people which is similar to what you were saying no it, the, the day was not over i mean world trade center 7 collapsed at what 5 p.m that day yeah, something mm-hmm. like that something like that so i mean if if you're in new york and after you know it's 10 a.m and this this all this is going down and then later on in the day, all of a sudden, another building just collapses, shattering in the middle and just falling straight down without even being hit by a plane. Who knows? Any building could have just Anything fallen down. That was the, like you said earlier, how fragile things are yeah. in life and things. And I, I believe that, but I also believe that steel skyscrapers are not fragile. And that, yes, life is fragile, but life can also be destroyed by outside forces if you're not paying attention. And just like the United States was taken over in 1913 by the, this Federal Reservist corporate fascist system, I feel like our, our our buildings were blown up. Dude, World Trade Center 7 does not just fall down on its own unless its structures are blown out. Who blew out the supports? Who, why didn't World Trade Center 1 2 fall in your free fall? Who blew out the supports? Well, the city also changed the way that buildings were inspected. So my grandfather was an engineer and he would like inspect buildings and the way that he used to inspect buildings would he would go up inside buildings and he would check it out. He would look at everything. He would, you know, see everything he could possibly see. He would go up into all the different nooks and crannies of the buildings and figure out what was going on with it. And the city changed the rules of how you inspect buildings so that no longer did you have to go up into the building, but you could just stand in a building somewhere else with a telescope and look at the building from there. And look at it that way. And my grandfather was just like, this is ridiculous. This is not how we fix buildings. And he was going up to buildings being like, I can see from here that gargoyle is going to fall off of, you know, whatever. He was like going up into the Chrysler building and all this stuff, looking at it from all the angles, being like, this is how you got to fix your building. Your building is in danger. And But they changed the way that they looked at the buildings. They changed the inspection methods and they made it they made it worse they made it substantially worse when did they do that i don't remember exactly i knew you were going to ask me and i decided to tell you the anecdote about my grandfather anyway just sweetheart but i know that um they did change it and they changed it substantially long enough ago i think there's a a simple truth the government did not tell you the truth about what happened on 9-11 and i don't care what the media writes about me they're they're morons if you think the United States government being attacked or whatever you think happened is going, let's, let's, let's operate under the assumption that everything about they said is true. That would mean that the U.S. government revealed to the world quite literally how the Pentagon got attacked. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They're Come not going to do it. They're, they're, they'll tell you what they can tell you, but there's a thing called classified and top secret. And if you think... That after we got attacked on 9-11, the government was like, here's all of the secrets about what happened. Oh, come on. So, you know, it's funny when Vivek Ramaswamy says we're learning now about, you know, the Saudi involvement or whatever, and they try to make him look like a conspiracy theorist. You really think that the government just uh, like declassified literally everything? No, there's there's probably a bunch of documents that even Trump knows. And he was like, oh, wow, didn't know that happened. But well, they're not going to tell you. I remember at the time. So I remember at the time. um, 
because after after 9-11, the rents went down in New York. And I was like, oh, as soon as I get a job in New York, I'm moving to New York, which is what I did. Um, but I remember when then it was the Patriot Act, which is, of course, one of the most egregious violations of American civil liberties in the history of a country. And it's still in effect. You know, it's basically warrantless surveillance of Americans. Uh, what they did in reaction to a global, you know, a threat from outside of the country is they decided to surveil Americans more, you know, and now we have the DOJ that says the biggest threat in the United States is domestic terrorism. Yep. Um, That's crazy. It's crazy. And it started with the Patriot Act. And I remember my theater group, we started doing protest pieces about the Patriot Act um, that were like, uh, you know, wiretapped phone conversations from the Oval Office, like making fun of George Bush, because of course we hated him. And then, and then it was March 2003, George Bush founded the Department of Homeland Security, which now has like some 240,000 employees. It's a huge department. They're dismantling the border with their huge department. But he launched that on March 1st, 20, 2003. And then March 19th was the invasion of Iraq. Mm -hmm. And I remember like being like, we're invading, we're invading Iraq. Uh, this was Saudi. Like we're invading Iraq. What are we doing? Why is this even happening? And then we go into Afghanistan, which again, any student of history can tell you it's a really bad idea to go try and fight, fight a war in Afghanistan. That never works out for anybody. Like, that just never yep. works out. Why are we doing that? And then Obama was like, oh, I want to be president. I'm going to put more money into Afghanistan. And I was like, well, I can't vote for you. You're a warmongering crazy person. Like, we obviously can't do this. And we just kept going right down this road. We learned absolutely nothing unless that was the plan all along, was to create a, you know, domestic surveillance state where we just fund wars to line the pockets of presidents probably yeah <laughs> i think that was american like free speech and stuff it's okay but if you're a rich corporatist it doesn't really matter like you don't have free speech in your corporation you run the show right so if someone pisses you off they're gone and i don't think this idea of like you can say whatever you want is even like mm -hmm. jives with this global banking uh i don't know who who blew up those buildings who who lined explosives that blew the supports out on one and two um I don't know. I, and, and to hear that there were Saudis involved, but that wasn't in the mainstream is freakish. Uh, how, how deep do you want to go? There's let's, well, I want to jump into the thermite in the dust. And well, you, well, let's, 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 let's go crazy on the members only show. We'll go absolutely just off the rails as far as we can go. But I want to, I want to talk, I want to keep it a bit more uh, topical because we have this story from the post millennial. Biden said he was at ground zero on the day after nine 11 congressional records show he was on the Senate floor. Uh, I utterly despise this man in He is so the worst. He is so awful. It's amazing how bad and awful he is. <laughs> no, no, like he's a liar. He's committed bribery. Here's, okay. here's, here's the here's the here's the post. Here, here's the quote. <laughs> Ground zero, New York. I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking at the gates of hell. It looked so devastating. Here's him on the Senate floor on nine twelve at one forty five PM. Now let's play a game. Do you think it's lying or do you think it's dementia? Do you think he doesn't know and he's trying to fabricate? A little bit. I think it's both? a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah no, sure. Both? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. For sure. Nature versus nurture. Well, it's both. <laughs> you know. Do you think he's just surrounded by people who are like, yeah, tell that story. Sounds good, man. No. Back in the day think, when he was young, there, when there was no internet and you couldn't pull up the videos, he could, he could say anything. Mm-hmm. 
He, did he go there within like three weeks after? There was a, his Senate delegation on September 20th. The, and so he was like the next was day. There? In his he mind, went. he's like, I don't oh, know what does it matter? I said the next day. It was the next week. It's the same thing. It was the next two weeks. Yeah, it's I don't like, know bro, if you're he the was president. there. Don't I don't know if he us. was part of that thing. Then dementia but. makes more sense. Yeah. I, it, well, and also it's more interesting if he's been lying his entire career, which we, of course we know he has. Wait, so his does dementia... that not have both clips in it? Can you just scroll down? Both clips? Just the one? What the hell? There's a link to the Twitter. <laughs> you see, you see, Libby, when we're using the post millennial, then we we give a shout out to you. Uh-huh. Uh, but here's what's interesting is that you know we just had the other day Kamala Harris saying she's ready to take over, and then but why would she need to tell us that? But then she's the one at the 9/11 memorial, and Joe Biden ain't here. Yeah. Why? Because maybe he can't stay awake long enough. Well, he know. did say I couldn't meet with the Chinese president because I have to go to bed or something like that. He had some, oh wow. They were like talking about he avoided the question by like joking loose loose mainstream terms there for and gavin uh, gavin newsom said he's not gonna run because kamala harris is next in line but that doesn't mean anything right like he, he says that now and everyone's like see look he's respecting the office but then you know kamala harris uh, he would run if he could a, do it a fast food restaurant and then quits who knows she gets a job in academia where everyone who burns out in politics Supreme goes. Court. uh no we i mean we talked about the possibility i, I think what's crazy about the the joe biden ground zero thing is first off open lie that anyone could fact check also when trump has told a story about you know watching the towers fly in like the planes fly into the towers from his apartment and i pulled it today the washington post had this big fact checking well he said he told a story here and then he said he used a telescope and then he did whatever like but no one is going to issue a correction other than you know respectful people at the post millennial right like <laughs> what is this that everyone can pretend like joe biden is just saying the truth all the time there's, but there's, anything trump does they are willing to tear down and it's right there on c-span there's mm-hmm. a photo of trump on the ground afterwards during like recovery efforts mm-hmm. and then there's a fact check where it's like he did not go down to 9-11 to, to and i was like what but he's literally there they, they use technicalities mm-hmm. to be like this, this is what they always do they say did donald trump go down to to, uh, to, to the uh, world trade center uh, wreckage to help recover on Sunday? At no. 3.15? It was Monday. <laughs> You're right. It, 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 no, false. It was Monday at 4. It was actually Sunday at 3.17. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Right. Did you uh, see the video of him being like, who set the bombs? There were bombs that went off. Who set Trump the bombs? Trump said that? Yeah, yeah he's when? In, in, in 20. Like the day the day after. Like he's down at the at the wreck. He's like, I've got 100 guys in there working right now. I'm, I'm headed in to give him moral support. I want to know. And it's different clips of him being like, there were bombs. There are firemen who were like, bombs went off. Boom, 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 boom. And then the building just comes down. Trump knew. He was there. He's like, what? These steel skyscrapers do not just fall out of office. Well, we'll talk about that in the members. We sure will. go nuts. I think one of the craziest things, and I think Trump is representational of this because when he talks about 9-11, he talks about it with, you know, a gravity that we're obviously not seeing from Joe Biden, right? I mean, Joe well, it's, Biden- it's Trump's hometown. It's Trump's hometown. He feels it really deeply. And I think it it reminds me of, because I grew up in Connecticut. So, you know, we did, like, everyone got bussed home from school. It was a big deal. I, I was very young. So, like, I don't have all the clearest memories of it. But, you know, for years, especially growing up in this region, you know, people who have stories are like, oh, yeah, my, my dad was supposed to have a meeting there that day. And then he mm-hmm. didn't or like my mom did this, that and the other. And, it, you know, whatever, you know, people yeah. who are affected by it. The one that I think of the most is um, someone I knew had a, 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 a son who was in high school at the time. And they could see the buildings coming down from his high school. And he was standing there with a classmate and the family friend's son is uh, Catholic. So he said a prayer and then he crossed himself. And his friend was like, went home to his dad and said, you know, I wish we had something like that because I, I, 
in moments of these complete terror, how does anyone respond? And I wish I had a way to just like express how I was feeling. And I find this really interesting because rather than acknowledge the gravity of the situation and the fact that so many people had this moment where they thought, are we going to be okay? We collectively to then decide like Trump is wrong because he didn't go down when we said he did. Meanwhile, it's okay for Biden to say, well, after 20 years, I've decided it's not worth remembering this. I mean, this yeah. impacted people so profoundly that maybe he should have just been honest and been like, but yeah, we had to refuel on the way home from Asia. I you, couldn't make it. But even then, you, it seems crazy. He should have come you home You get to yesterday. the point where the generation you're targeting with votes don't remember. So it's not just people who were born in 2001 or after. It's the people who were born in 1997. Who don't remember. Mm -hmm. I yeah. remember, I mean, I remember after, my mother was a securities lawyer. Uh, she's retired. But I remember after after this day, I saw her um, a little while later cleaning out her Rolodex. We used to have this thing. It was called a Rolodex. You'd put phone numbers in it on paper. Yeah. And there would be a hole in it. And it would be like there a loose leaf binder. Yep, you go through If it. anyone knows what that is. That's anyway, crazy. She was literally tearing names out of her Rolodex. Um, people who had not only died, but anyone who had an office in the trade center, because wow. mm -hmm. that was also useless. That was their work number and work address. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that was a that was a very chilling moment for me. And I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "None of these people work here anymore, and some of them are not alive." And I was like, "Okay." Wow. Which is great. The fact That's that she crazy. could spend an afternoon doing that. Wasn't it like uh, Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on one of the, on one of the planes? Oh, is I that, think it. it I think that's the story. That's uh, I don't know for that, sure. Yeah, and then something happened. Yeah. The, the, he got a call from Mayor Willie Brown or something? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Will, Willie Brown apparently said he got a phone call or something like that. Well, I, I will say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go ham on the members only. We're going to go ham. I mean, because we, we got a bunch of other news stories. Yeah. So I want to keep it top of Yeah, he says he missed, by about 10 minutes, missed Flight 11. He and Mark Wahlberg were supposed uh, to be. Mark Wahlberg, that's the one I was thinking of. There yeah, are all, crazy. Like, there are children who are growing up having never been without TSA. Like, yeah, you know, I right. never they um, never traveled before that. Like, I, I that's crazy. It, it doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, 20 years is a really long time. There are kids born after 9-11 who only know about life under the patriarch with these these intense. Yes, measures. but I I never flew before TSA. Do you oh, know, yeah. when I was a kid, uh, my parents, my dad lived in Boston and I grew up and I lived with my dad and my mom lived in New York. She lived um, 165 with 66th Street. And I used to fly back and forth on the Eastern Airlines shuttle. Eastern also doesn't exist. I am so old, you guys. Anyway, I used to fly back and forth between my parents and my dad would like, at Logan Airport, he would walk me to the gate and like yep. see me off. And sometimes he would walk me onto the plane. And, and in movies, the people are waiting outside the gate, like, right. yay, with and signs and And I used to have it, and my mom would be like right outside the right outside the plane when I got off the plane. She would be right there. Mm -hmm. And then there was this weird time when like all the unaccompanied minors got lost by the airlines, mm -hmm. and that was really weird. Um, for hours, no one knew where. And wow. I remember being like in a big room at an airport with like hundreds of kids. Yeah, just like all of us sitting. When uh, airport hate on a so I, I, <laughs> I worked at O'Hare when I was eighteen until I was twenty, and so this is just four years, you know, after nine eleven. And the, I talked to the guys who worked there who had been there when it happened, and they said, "This is what I was told by a handful of guys that after it happened, within you know." 15 or so minutes there were guys in suits with rifles standing on the tarmac and then and that's nuts yeah they were like how'd they get there so weapons. fast well the, i mean there's there's they're there anyway. serious law enforcement at airports so oh, when, sure. when they were like sense. we have a terror thing attack happening the airports send out the the, the dudes 
to go on lockdown. And they're like, there are men with guns standing outside on the tarmac, looking around, keeping everyone away, trying to figure out what's going on. I was in New York like just a, like a week later or so after 9-11. And there were guys just standing on street corners, like army guys in, in Greenwich Village with like huge guns. And I remember just being terrified. Like there's crazy army guys standing here with guns all down in the West Village. Like yeah. that's nuts. I worked there. I, I moved to New York September 5th. Six days later, they came down the buildings. And then I started that's working up. Ground Zero like October 13th or something. A month later, I started working there. It was all militarized. It yeah. was like, it, like devastation kind of windows were blown out and the buildings all nearby. Mm-hmm. And like at yeah. the time I was like, well, I guess that's what happens when buildings fall down. I didn't consider the projectile force from the bombs going off on blown out the supports. Apparently yeah, that's why shit went, got, went flying out the sides <laughs> of or, the building. Uh, according to the official report, yeah. the pressure yeah. from the pancaking effect forcing air out the windows. They got you. Mm. The official report NIST National Institute of Which, Science and Technology. So you remember all NIST the like, does not explain all the, all the, the portable phones that they just set up and like parked. You remember that? I never used one. No, but I, they no, were there. They were I don't. Wacky. I don't know if the NIST report discussed seven World Trade Center seven. Did it? Um, yeah, I think it did, but I haven't read much about that. I don't know if the NIST report does. They talk about how the building seven pancaked and then no, fell. No, 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 no. They, not, they, not, they not, give some half. Um, no, no. You're talking about building one and two. I'm saying World Trade Center seven was where the the propane tanks exploded after fires got out of control. Causing it to, to to crumble. It was propane that blew up the entire something like that. that um, that's, I'm saying I'm saying the official 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 statement on World Trade Center Seven, I believe, is debris from Trade Centers One and Two <laughs> caused fires in World Trade Center Seven, which burned out of control. So funny because of the chaos and limited resource. They, no, there's no firefighters, resulting in like you know like stored gas tanks bursting or something like that. Right which then started weakening various portions of the building, causing it to just crumple and then fall. Yeah, there's yeah. a digital um, simulation of the of the building crumpling, and they only show, the National Institute of Standards and Technology only show like a portion of the fall, but, you know, but then it doesn't really explain why it fell in near free fall. We're, gonna, we're going to get into all that at the members only. So go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, and then in one hour, we're going to have a very interesting conversation, I imagine, about... Um, unofficial uh, uh, beliefs i'll put it that way and um you know we'll get into it but i want I, w- I want to talk about the topical stuff that we do have so we'll save that for the members only ladies and gentlemen we've got some schadenfreude for you from the oregon uh from or- uh, oregon live nike to permanently close northeast portland factory store why because nike went to the city and said we need cops and the city said no we're sorry you're dealing with Safety challenges. Where, 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 let me, let me see if I can find this. It's a really, here we go. Look at this. Look at Mayor Ted Wheeler said he was very disappointed with the news of Nike's community store closure and that his team and city had worked tireless, tirelessly and in good faith with Nike for almost a year to offer creative solutions to their safety challenges. That's what they call it. I, when mobs raid your store, when far left extremists set fire to property all around your city, set and fire take, to your take apartment building over. Whenever someone safety says they're safety doing challenge. something in good faith, that makes me feel like it's 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 full of it. Like that, that they're full like of it. They're just making like, that up. You don't need to tell me it's in good faith. If mm-hmm. you tell me that, it's like you're you're virtue signaling, and it's not really in good faith. This is yeah. This is one of many stores that has been leaving Portland, 
um, Andy No, who's with Post Millennial, keeps reporting on this because he's been he's been writing about this for years. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Antifa and the militants and like the horrible people who just well, want to destroy Portland? Let's and but, this one. We got yeah, the story for the Post Millennial. This is what I was thinking of. I just pulled this up on my phone. We're gonna we're gonna Andy layer. And Katie worked on this. We yeah. got multi layered Schadenfreude. A guy who said, "quote Please smash all my windows if it will be a step toward change," has announced that he must. Shut down his tap room. Wait, do you see the quote where he says we were successful in every way except financially? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you moron. What is it? You damn fool. Is, it, is, is that in here? If you uh, scroll down, it's in there. So this is a leftist Portland business whose owner advocated for the city's destruction announced he's closing his tap room after suffering significant financial losses since that time. The owner of Reverend's Nets Hard Cider on Southeast 35th Division Street who identifies as he, him on social media. Thanks, Andy. Andy's always very good pronouns. <laughs> is permanently shuttering the doors to his tap room. The tap room's beverages are, are a former staple in the progressive city, now struggling with surging crime, homicides, and business closures following the summer of love. That's so, what uh, Jenny Durkin called it, the mayor of Seattle at the time. The summer, yeah. She summer said the of summer love. of love. That's right. What a moron. What, what, where, where did he say that? We succeeded everywhere but financially? It's in there. I know, because I, I reviewed the story. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Nope. <gasps> Why is it? What happened to it? It's a great quote if it's real. Oh, there it is. There, there it is. It it's is. Not it's, 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 he says, but we've done so many things and made thousands of ciders. We were successful in every way but financial. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of important when you're a business, I would assume. But I That's guess like, not for everybody. <laughs> well, uh, it is apparently because he's closing his business. He has now <laughs> failed to make to keep his business open. Dude, because he failed look, financially. Uh, businesses fail. <laughs> businesses fail. Okay, I'm not. I don't want to rag on someone. They, Please they ran a business. smash all my windows if it will be a step toward change. This, this is what I'm saying. Said. I'm right. not going to rag on someone because of, they went out of business. Right? Businesses fail all the time. Right. It's sad. People try. They don't make it. But my dude, you advocated for your business to fail. I'm proud of you, and I want to say I congratulate you <laughs> on your success. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yes, yes, change was made. <laughs> right. <laughs> Indeed. Not at the cash register. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> I just I wonder. Love, if, if, if he said that smashing out his windows will make a step toward change, he got exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he, he was right. So he he succeeded. Did he yeah. think Good people would like back the throw a brick through his window and then come in and be like, thank you so much. I'll buy a beer or like whatever he's, that he's selling. That's I what just, people always it's think. so like, ridiculous. That's what people always think. They always think like, oh, I'm I'm on board with you. So you will spare me. Mm-hmm. And there have been a number of stories that we've reported on of like far leftists who have small businesses who advocate for BLM and Antifa and then are surprised when like I think one woman got killed in a in a robbery and her family was like no but we she wouldn't want anyone to go to prison for this and it's like I was, they literally killed the woman remember remember the comic from shen where he was like my bike got stolen mm-hmm. but i imagine the guy who stole it is happier to have it than i am to lose it so the world so total happiness so increased right. it's like dude Ridiculous. that guy who stole your bike didn't think twice about it and hooked it for 20 bucks mm-hmm. he's not happy at all he there doesn't was, care. He's maybe high now. There was this, <laughs> well, okay, uh, so maybe he's happy. There's this NPR story from a while ago where they said some businesses in Portland or different cities would hang like Black Lives Matter stuff in in hopes Seattle of not, too during the chat right, thing. In hopes of like not uh, not being attacked or not losing their business, and it was not a guarantee. They were just needing to signal it, even if mm-hmm. they didn't believe it. Uh, I mean, this guy is such a character. I wonder what he'll do next. I find it interesting uh, because. There's no end goal for him now, mm-hmm. right? Like you had a business, it got destroyed. So now if you thought your business was serving your community, it's gone. 
And also you don't have a way to make money. So why would you go to this length to try and appeal to a mob that doesn't care about you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about Nike still. And Nike at one point earlier this year offered to pay police themselves to protect their That's stores. That's right. That was in the story. And Portland was like, oh, you can't actually pay our police. We don't have enough of them. We don't have enough. And also you can't do that. We don't want you to. We defunded our police. Mm-hmm. And now not only do our police have less budget, but no one wants to be one. Because that was the way the defund the police movement was so successful is no one wants to be a cop now. So there's a lot of resignations and no one wants to join up. I want to read some of this from the story. One tweet said is, quote, please know whose windows you're breaking. Such a bad take, though. I think there's a distinction to be made between removing statues and breaking windows at a museum. Or am I missing some perspective? Ciderman says, just because you're doing a better job now than you've done in the past doesn't exclude you from a little bit of reckoning. Doesn't demand it either. But windows are windows. No, my friend, windows are a symbol of our security and safety and prosperity. Because before, you would have walls. And when we started putting up thin windows that could be shattered with a rock sitting right in front of it, that was a sign that we were honorable and secure. And we were not concerned that you could easily make your way into my building and steal everything I own. There are, there are coffee shops, Starbucks, for instance. Yo, mm-hmm. come on. Starbucks windows, I don't know, I don't know, maybe Starbucks buys bulletproof windows, but most windows are easily broken. And that means we shifted as a society towards lowering our security to a great degree because we trust each other and we function together. And these people exploit our goodwill with death and destruction. And they says, windows are windows. Then let's go back to putting up walls, windowless stores. How about that? Brick. Not just that, but mm-hmm. like with the with the little... With the little slits so that we can shoot out at them. The little you know, panels for self-defense. Yeah, like they did with the castles. What are those you know, called? Like, murder holes? Yeah, the, um, yeah, murder holes, yeah. Were, yeah, the murder holes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that but only, only in self-defense and in extreme cases where you're under threat. If you vote for the sure. right people. If you vote for uh, the, the right people. The arrow slits, I think. Yeah, the arrow slits. slits. That's what I was thinking of. So this feels like when you when you like qualify with a mob and when you like justify mob tactics and violent mob tactics, it's like... Um, Someone that's like, oh, like Grizzly Man. Did you ever see that movie where he's like, yes. it's a bear. Just don't worry about it's it. I know nice how to, to love me. it. Right. It'll be different this time. And then the bear turns and eats him. Of course the bear is going to eat you. I didn't get too graphic about how he was yes. devoured, but it wasn't face first. It was from the other direction. What? Oh, that's, so he was like alive that's being a, consumed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Usually that's how bears and wolves do it. Yep. Eat that's you alive. Do they go for the soft bits first, like the eyes? They go for the, the butthole first. <laughs> oh, good gravy! What a weird real? fetish. Wolves, wolves, one hundred percent. I imagine bears that get true? down. Yeah, I'm that's, what, look that's that what Rogan up. told me. Joe Rogan said that <laughs> yeah. he isn't a wildlife expert. He knows we them must wolves. But like, you can't. I mean, you you trust dirty, divisive, untrustworthy, and violent mob tactics. I don't trust bears or wolves. Yeah, to be like trusting a wild animal, kind <laughs> mm-hmm. of mobs ain't trustworthy. Shouldn't trust any wild. No, animal. and they don't care. Like they don't. That's care what it is. About they don't have your care. Little middle class lifestyle where you want to advocate for yeah. everybody to be. Yeah, wild predators try to eat the butthole first. Yeah. Why? There's so much flavor. Soft, I guess. Yes. I guess it is. You soft. right into the colon where there's like partially digested food and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yikes! And then they go just all the way up. Yeah. Could you? Dude. No, well, I can't. Wild. I don't want to imagine that. Well, this guy's building is being. This guy's. Uh, he got eaten by the butthole. No, his, by... his business is being <laughs> sure devoured. Did. Butthole first, yeah. That's but to correct. be fair, he like <laughs> took his pants off and bent over for them. He was like, "Yes, well, please." Yeah. Do you like my smell? I can't do this like, on TV. He put like gross. some hot sauce on it. He too. was like, mm-hmm. "No, no, it's good because if I it. if I offer to you, you guys won't do this to me." I mean, this the is salt. like the strangest part of virtue signal 
culture at all, which is like, if I virtue signal, if I tell you that I'm on your side enough, nothing bad will happen to me because I'm on the right side of history. And that's not the case at all. No. I hope the lesson is taken that if you diminish law enforcement in your area, that will slowly deplete the economic value of your area and then your business, if your business is it there. It will slowly and then very quickly deplete yeah. the entire yeah, area. And it's like nobody studied the French Revolution. No, you know, like doesn't <laughs> doesn't everybody know like you can't control the mob? It doesn't matter how much you say they're on no. that you're on their side. Nope. Like, oh, we don't like the king either. Okay, well, your head's going in the basket too. Yeah, exactly. Have fun with that. People, you would you would think that people would know that stuff, but they right? don't pay attention. Don't I went pay to school attention. in the United States, and uh-huh. a lot of kids just didn't pay attention in class. Just didn't right? at all. I in twenty twenty, they were telling me I didn't know anything about <laughs> history, but it's like you didn't pay attention to anything in history class. Like I, mean, I know you didn't, but no, they did. <laughs> I was there. I watched you. Yes, become literally. stupider and stupider. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, uh, cat, uh, feline predators, lions, le- le- uh, I love leopards, that you're cheetahs. Really into this. They stuff. they don't eat the stomachs. Go for the liver. Because the stomachs contain vegetation they can't digest, so they uh-huh. discard it, and then uh, they go through the to the gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but yeah, a lot of animals like uh, uh, wolves and and vultures will go through the butt because they can pull out your guts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's go fun. For the butt. Thanks for that one, Ian. Yeah, that was I feel like I did learn Very something relevant. tonight, though. I'm actually <laughs> glad you told me that. I haven't seen Grizzly Man yet. Werner Herzog told Grizzly Man's mom not to watch it. Oh, Do you I know never, the story? Yeah, I know the story well, and that's why I've never seen the film. The guy and his girlfriend yep. spent time with the woods, with the bears, and then eventually, when the camera was on, but the lens cap was covering it, you hear them both get devoured in real mm-hmm. time, yep. screaming, and him being like, help me! Uh, oh, guy's awful. Oh, yeah, the guy who was living with the bears, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Right. that's what why his girlfriend said. Why would you go too? around living with bears? I mean, there's a reason that we live in little towns, and the bears live over there in the woods. And when the bears come down the street, like a bear came down my street the other day, mm-hmm. and I heard about it, and I was like, I'm glad I was in the house. Yeah, yeah. They can have was, my uh, trash. I'm staying over here in the house. We went to the Outer Banks, uh, North Carolina, and there's an area where you can go to see alligators and turtles and bears. And it was really cool. We saw turtles that were like this big, like 30-year-old turtles. A snap, mm-hmm. snapper was probably 30 years old. But then we saw two black bears, and uh, one of them was 20 feet from the car, from the road. People pull their cars over and just got out and started taking pictures. They're like professional, professional nature (laughs) photographers. And this black bear, massive, like, wow. Like it's big. I've seen black bears, you know, you know, all over the place. This guy was massive Mm -hmm. and he was chilling, walking real slow and then stopped and just sat for about 10 feet from a line of cars and just watched them. I posted a picture and I was like, Mm -hmm. bear seems fake AF. Like, it it seriously looked like a guy in a suit, like mm-hmm. two guys in a suit. Like pretending. that zoo in China. Is that the, oh, right. yeah, for real? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm oh. not going to accuse Everyone China of anything. Was, it was a real bear, though, that, the, the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember going to Great Adventure Safari in New Jersey, and uh, I was driving around with my mom, and I, <laughs> I was little, and I was like, Mom, what are those kangaroos doing? And she was like, Oh my God, look away. <laughs> oh. Trying to jump I, over each I other. No, bears I, used to walk through my yard yeah, when I, that's when what I were doing. Like, when I was in high school and stuff. And there was one, like, it was very weird because you would see the bear and it had cubs one year and then the next year the cubs were slightly bigger. And I have much younger siblings, so we used to, like, have to send them out with air horns to play in the yard because you just don't know when the bears are going to be there and they're not going to be there. I got a... But you can't just keep kids inside all day. When I was in sixth That's grade... Hannah Claire. Thank you. That was my rural upbringing. Yeah. I was in sixth grade. We went on a field trip. I can't remember which zoo we went to. It was one of the ones in Chicago. And uh, we went to look at the baboons. And the bab- one of the baboons... Okay, wait. Earmuffs. 
I for, know where for, this for, is going. For, par yeah. <laughs> for parents. Earmuffs? Yeah, you don't want your kids to listen. I oh, mean, it's okay. not that it's not that it's not that gross. It's gross though, but I, I don't think it's that inappropriate. But anyway, one of the baboons is just sitting there, and we're all looking over the edge, and then the baboon shoves his fingers up his ass and pulls out, you know, <laughs> matter, mm -hmm. and then looks at it, sniffs his hand, and then smears it on the ground. Jeez. And all the kids are watching. My teacher freaks out. I was like, Dad, don't look, don't look. It's like, we've seen it all. You can't, it's too late. <laughs> she was like, if one of you does this in class, I will be so mad. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Baboons are gross. Are the baboons with the rainbow butts? Yeah, yeah the big butt. Wild looking. I don't like those guys. What's up with that? Yeah. They're, they, you don't I, want to mess with them. They're just why too are, uncanny, you know. Why yeah. baboon rainbow butt? Have you seen the vid the video where there was like uh, during COVID? There's no tourists, so there's no food, and yeah. then someone threw like a Snickers bar, and then all of them like run, yeah. go for mm -hmm. it. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, you don't you mean nobody was guys. feeding them. Well, so like normally they're tourists throwing mm -hmm. things that eat the oh, garbage. I see, I see. With no tourists, there's no food, right. and that's also why like the rats came out in New York City. Mm -hmm. They and, were everywhere. Oh yeah. Just like huge groups running around because mm -hmm. they were like, there's no food anymore. We better go That's find crazy. it. crazy. We better go attack people. Yo, I've seen some creepy rats in New York. Rats yeah. are creepy in New York. Remember Pizza Rat? That was real. Pizza Rat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that? He like found a slice of pizza on the subway and he like <laughs> dragging it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just needed a snack. You guys are so mean to him. I saw I saw a squirrel doing that once. It was awesome. He was just holding a huge slice of pizza and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'll I saw see a, I saw a TikTok of a seagull going into a Whole Foods, yep. pulling a sandwich out oh, of yeah. the face. <laughs> okay, the and then it waits for the doors, and then someone tries someone to run up to it and is like, for it. But then afterwards, someone else is like, no, you shouldn't have a sandwich. And it's like, dude, leave me alone. <laughs> but what, if you're a seagull and you know how to steal a sandwich from Whole Foods. You deserve like, it. That's well, your sandwich. You there's, a, there's a video of a seagull walking. There's like a, a grocery store with like a, like a bodega and the doors open and the seagull walks in, grabs a bag of chips, chips and walks out. Probably because the seagull recognized the bag, saw it From on the ground the trash. Once, mm -hmm. sure. saw the food in it, saw it in the, and they're like, hey, that's where it is. The seagull probably wasn't thinking I'm stealing. The seagull is thinking like, oh, look, another bag. Yeah. The seagull was seagull thinking doesn't understand food. currency. Right. right. It was just literally food. There's it's just operating right. in the system that it thinks we have created for it. And the, I feel wait like until we bears should figure it out. The elephants oh, figured it out. No. Did you see the video of the elephant eating, stopping the the car that's driving with all the sugar cane on it? And it like walks out on yeah. the road and blocks it and then grabs sugar cane off the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. like yeah. the well, videos elephants are really smart. Yeah. The videos yeah, yeah. of bears breaking into houses and they like open the fridge and look around. Like wow. they know you have something in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not stealing. You can't charge you know, them. No, you can't arrest a bear. But, First off, yeah. the optics would be awful. One of, one of, one of the one of the cruel uh, uh, realities of of life is that you can't cuddle with a bear, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you look at him and you're like, it's like a gigantic dog, just yeah. fluffy, but it will kill you. Yeah, very mm -hmm. easily. Oh, it's it's like it's like a, it's it like it will eat your butt. Yeah, it's like a poisoned berry. It's like you want to eat like so good, but you can't. Yeah, like marble. Delicious mushrooms. Well, that's another one of those movies. Remember that guy who like was in Alaska? It was another sort of into like, the wild. Into the wild. He ate the wrong berries. He ate the wrong berries. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they found him way later. Emil Hirsch. Yeah, yeah, that but now with Wasn't the that Sean there's Penn an app. Did that? Oh, I think no. so. There's McCandless. Yeah. I think it was just actually there's a McCandless. There's an app called Picture This that you can scan a plant, and I'll tell you what it is. That's smart. Mm -hmm. I was thinking the last few days about how horrible it would be to be killed by a non-human animal. Like, what a waste of life. What? Like, how, just what a lame ending it would be what if it was mean? like some cheap non-human got me. Like, like with if all a squirrel this, bit you to death or all something? All this hell on... 
I was thinking like a Not bear. human Yeah, like people that you mean actually an just killed by an animal. <laughs> yeah, like a wolf or like a tiger. Like you how much that? How much, like how much hatred? Like oh, yeah. we've been so desensitized from people getting killed by wild animals that we don't really fear them. But uh, like they don't, don't care. Yeah, they you don't should. care about you. you. Really, they really should. They I don't think have I really don't. We well, I don't, don't think fear people wild animals. I don't think they they understand the horror that could come along with like coming up on a wolf or a bear. Oh, I'm like terrified movie, of wild animals. That movie Cocaine Bear came out and people were like, yes, yeah, seems awful. Oh, it did? Yeah. Okay, so they, they were I mean, the propagandized fair, people. Yeah, they were but like, scared of people I, been, and maybe, animals. I've been so know, much I'm in like the politics, an, like, uh-huh. oh, it's human versus human and politics, all these humans. Mm-hmm. What if World War Three and all the human, human, and then I'm like, dude, real talk, like we we were struggling against tigers for most of our existence. Yeah. What a regular if, what conversation. Th- that what was, yeah. I am pretty afraid of ants. Did you ever see that movie Ants? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. And it, were the, they like working in the grasshoppers or oppressing them? <laughs> no. Oh no. I, no. 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 A bug's life. This is a totally different. But, oh, movie. are you talking about bug's life? There's, there's, there's no. ants and there's a bug's time. life. No, yeah. no, no. This is not an animated film. This ants is with like a, a scary film. Oh and it's, no. I, I remember watching it on Cinemax. <laughs> oh no! Never heard of this. <laughs> right. No idea. So there was an, a construction site. And this woman is like in her bed, of course, because you have to have a naked woman in bed on Cinemax. And she's like in her bed and suddenly there's ants coming in and the ants swarm her and eat her alive. This is ants. It happened at Lakewood Manor. I don't know what it was called. It was on Cinemax. I was eight years old. I have no real idea. I feel like I just remember this. And I remember the I remember the visuals. I remember the lighting. It had that sort of like 70s American cinema yellow, you know, that like yellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looked like that. News you can use that brown. And she was like, ah, ah, like that. Ants and also being swarmed by bees. Like being stung to death would just be awful. No, not bees. Wasps. Wasps are bees. Bees are are good people. Like so, we have we have we have a cherry tree. And when it blo- when it when it comes into bloom or whatever, it's a uh, what what is it? It's a I don't know. Yeah, it's cherry cherry tree. So it does it cherry blossoms. It's crazy. And then it's you can hear loud buzzing. There's so many bees. Bees got no beef. You walk right past them. You can like wave, and they're like, "Yo, what up?" Yeah, it's the wasps that it's, chase you down. Though they're mean. Those are mean fuckers. Oh, excuse I me. I don't know if they really are mean. I don't get that. <laughs> Drop the show, Bobby. Yeah. I get the I vibe that they're more. Turn it off. They're now. inquisitive. <laughs> they'll fly down right in front of your face, really aggressively, and stare at you. And then wasps. they'll fly off. Yeah. And if you freak out, then they might freak out. But they're like aggressively patrolling. No, I got stung over the summer by like a hornet or a yellow jacket or something on my finger. And it started to swell. It took like 24 hours. And then it was so itchy. But if you itch it, it then, as I learned, goes down the rest of your yeah. hand. No, mm-hmm. no. And I, it, it, I can't imagine if you had like a thousand of them descend on you and then you're in pain, but also you begin to itch, and itching only makes it worse. This seems like a nightmare. What did you do to treat it? Baking soda? Like water? Probably chamomile. Oh. Uh, cam- chamomine, not chamomile. Uh, and then I just tried to not scratch it. I wore gloves not for several days. Chamomine? What's that? Chamomine lotion. Calamine. Oh, calamine. Calamine, thank you. Calamine I don't know what lotion. I'm talking about. Nobody take chamomile. I was like, I was like thinking like, oh, did you just brew a bunch of tea and then like <laughs> yeah. stick your hand know what I'm talking. And I was thinking like, this is some I'm sort like of picturing interesting the- rural home remedy from Hannah Claire. <laughs> the bears in my yard right. told me about That's it. That's what I was thinking. And then she brewed some dandelion no. tea I, and the colors were amazing. I wish. No, that wasn't it. Uh, I will say, I think it depends on where you live. Because I think when you're saying like, you live in a city and you're not interacting with animals maybe you don't think about them but if you live in a rural area and you hike a lot the first question i get all the time is but what happens if we run into a bear mm. and that's a legitimate question in a lot of areas uh the same thing with do you with, bring like a shotgun or something like what do you i do uh, nothing i go unprepared but okay. i know i like to hike with people who will bring will go armed another reason we should support the two-way guys they're always the first people to think i will come with a gun just in case mm-hmm. uh or Take some people bees? 
Pardon? In case, yes. of bees? In case of bears? Shoot at the bees. Oh, bears. Maybe a really shoot good shot would do the bees. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would love to hike with a two-way person who could shoot down a wasp. Uh, we did get these. We wasp. got these amazing water guns this summer, me mm-hmm. and my son, and they basically shoot water like it's buckshot. It's no, white. Like that, it's that's that what I'll hard. hike with. So it just it, yeah. sprays water. But it doesn't spray. It like sh- it like turns Shoots every beads. little droplet into like a bead. Does oh, it hurt? Wow. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> so when you get shot with it, you're like ah. Oh. And then even once you're soaked, you don't want to get shot with it because it hurts. Water is a drill. It's yeah. like one of the, the best drills known to man. Yeah. The, high, the water pressure. Yeah, you can cut the diamond with just it. Just look at the yeah. Grand Canyon. High yeah. pressure water. I watch those videos on Instagram where they're like, they put a screwdriver and then the water slices the screwdriver in half. No it, way. The metal and everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Pretty, yeah, That's bifurcate. wild. Yeah. News I saw this use. weird water spout coming out of a river the other day. Did you see that? It was like no. in, It was like some stupid Instagram thing, you know? But it was like a water oh, yeah, spout. Was, Did you see? It was like some Russian river. It was, it was it like just, flooding and stuff. And it, Yeah. And it just like yeah. went up into the sky. Yeah. There's a thing that happens uh, over the Great Lakes when there's like a tornado. It sucks the water up and then drops it or something like this. Do it like a big splash? Like like a like, 12 foot wave will like slam over the wow. over the highway or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. It's like a mini tsunami. Unless you're on the highway, then it's oh, yeah. very bad. That's I mean, good not then, really. Yeah. You get splashed by water and you're like, wow, that was crazy. It's like a real life Disney ride. Yeah, Yeah, like a water spout forms. I could be wrong about this. This is what I'm growing up in Chicago. So they say, because you're driving on Lakeshore Drive, you get really close to the water sometimes. And uh, if there's like a water spout somewhere, it can pull water back and then drop it or something like that. I don't know. Cool. Is it just like a water tornado? Yeah. And it pulls water up or something. Like it sucks it up. (laughs) You know, and then. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. That's not cool. Weather. (laughs) Science, man, it's crazy. Well, that's why we need guns is to protect ourselves from wild animals. That was my point. I think we need guns to protect ourselves from the weather. That'll, yeah, we got that'll raindrops. fix climate change, yeah. right? You need we'll lasers like... to defend against wasps and yes. raindrops. I, actually, a good a laser might actually protect you from uh, a wasp. Like a, a, an array of lasers that could shoot like nine beams at once that has auto tracking and targeting. Now we're like Dr. Well, Evil. We're all I mean, like... they have those lasers that can light a match head or pop a balloon. I imagine if you pointed that at a, a bug, oh. the bug would not be very happy. No. Yeah. I mean, you can also just use like axe body spray and a lighter, but you know. <laughs> no, that's that. You can't control that well enough. With a laser, no, you just like point not. it and then the bug might just fall off like but, a yeah, wall. True. But the axe body spray method is more fun and terrifying when you're a. <laughs> yeah, but very 15. dangerous. Okay. <laughs> yes, like, don't do it. It's no, bad. No, and this, don't is, do and this that, is big guys. too because there's like uh, with all the wildfires that have been happening all over the place, it's really, this is really crazy. It rains at Burning Man. It was it was it was flooding in Vegas a couple times, and then out here we haven't gotten rain in a minute. It rained last night for like the first time in a while, Uh, and then but we went through a couple weeks like without any rain. We got hit on Friday. We got we got told that it was really dry, and so there was a high risk of of fires. Mm -hmm. But now we're gonna get a ton of storms because of all the hurricanes coming up. I think the the storm at Burning Man, which no one predicted, is just God testing the pagans. I think that he is like, how how much do you like (laughs) testing? I think a lot of people believe that. Like I, truly believe. I it. fundamentally, I, told, I was talking about this with Liz, with Liz Wheeler last week. I think that uh, he's not happy with them, and he thinks, you know, if you guys are going to put up, what was it, the Chapel of of Babel at the beginning? We'll just see. They also put up like a big, like a big, uh, you know, praise Ukraine thing. Mm-hmm. God's unhappy about it. That's all I have to say. What's amazing is that they're they're pagan, peace loving warmongers. It's mm-hmm. there's something about <laughs> being enlightened and then going to be enlightened with other people that are enlightened, mm-hmm. as opposed to going somewhere completely un. Just going somewhere to seek enlightenment 
And I think a lot of people are going to Burning Man because they want to become enlightened, not because they are. I think they want to be able to say they oh, went to Burning sure. Man. They want to seem cool, but they are actually not interested. I mean, I want to Burning Man has been douchey since the 90s. I don't want to speak like ubiquitously. There are probably some people there who are seeking enlightenment and whatever else, but I think the majority of people are going. It's it is, you know, the Coachella of you know non-musical gathering i could see how god would smite that people (laughs) that like that's what i'm saying i think he was unhappy i don't think he's smiting it i just think he's like let's see how committed you are to this bit team and the jeep stuck in the mud that can never get out Mm -hmm. because it turns to concrete she's gonna be like an auto grave graveyard i'm so glad cadillac ranch out in i think it's uh near amarillo texas have you gone a bunch of times i've been once once in 2008 yeah how was it it was awesome yeah i took mushrooms for like seven days straight we had a big bag at camp (laughs) and i'd just walk around and every time i did start the 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 high would start to change i'd come back and eat some more and keep walking and it was start your day like three in the afternoon because the sunlight you want to kind of miss the sun and then you're up till like 7 a.m every day it's it's an all-night party just blasting music and lights not this year psychedelics and god said no nope Take a bike, you just drop it on the ground and keep walking, find another bike, pick it up and use it. It's it's pretty oh, that cool. Sounds terrible. It's it's cool if you're single and you want to take a lot of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I'd just be pissed if somebody kept stealing my bike. Yeah, there's no stealing. I Everything you that. take there is gonna be taken. Just that sounds ex- terrible. So don't take your phone. It'll probably get take it might get it might I get sand never... damage too. Mm-hmm. So you gotta watch out for sand damage on any equipment you're taking. And you gotta wear masks, right? Because all the alkali dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like good sealant masks, because the dust, you'll get these white out storms will kick mm-hmm. on and you won't be able to see further than like three feet in front of you. So sounds it's white. awful. It'll it get really in your sounds mask. like pure hell. I I yeah. I, it's I'm all so about psychedelics, really. I, maybe people go and don't do psychedelics and they're just like, it's the experience of now it's a bunch of but rich people with private planes who fly in and bring yeah. have rvs deliver then put up stages and they're yeah. like woo it's like, cool like dude do it somewhere else climate they, they protesters do. extinction rebellion oh, yeah, went yeah, out yeah. there yeah. stopping up traffic people don't like, realize they literally miles. have like an airport there like they yeah. land planes outside there and then they go into like this own little hermetically sealed tent it's not like it's not what everyone thinks it is it's anymore. like super glamping right? yeah it literally yeah. is literally dude you'll be walking and it'll be like just desert black like dust and yep. dark and then there'll be a building and you'll be like what the fuck is this and you walk up to it like a bunch of and you walk in and it's like a bar fully set up like i wonder if one was a vampire bar they had vials oh. of blood around their neck they were like oh, grinding on the stage terrible. they had filed their teeth and they were oh. taking people's what? weapons uh, what? why did god not smite this sooner? it was like dark understand. and red this it was smoky question. in there like what this this exists and everyone had a, they had to give their weapons if anyone had like was carrying a, I don't think I don't know what kind of weapons and then would other people just pick them up and keep moving just like with the bikes <laughs> oh I didn't see what happened but I had a flashlight on me a really bright one and they didn't take it and I felt like a Jedi like my, they didn't see my lightsaber as a weapon because if, if it hit the fan I had something to blind people with in the dark oh. and I felt like I was like armed yeah felt, it was kind of cool feeling yeah, especially when you have people who are filing their teeth and drinking blood. It was yeah. nuts people like that really exist yeah, well you, you, know, you know that's like part of the there's like this um where is it in Africa and they have this like the big salt flats and everything and people like mine salt and their teeth get really soft and they, f- they can file them down. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, that's God. wild. Teeth freak me out. I'm sorry. I got a dentist you, appointment tomorrow. Yeah. It actually hasn't been bad at all. I was avoiding it for years and years because of the pain. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's, it's pain is temporal. 
right. comes and goes. We're going to go to Super Chats. So yeah. if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. Uh, we're going to have a fun conversation in about a half an hour on the Uncensored Show talking about, well, talking about the history of 9-11 and uh, talking about the, the origins, uh, the causes, the aftermath. And uh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So it's going to be really, really fun. I hope to uh, I, hope, I hope you guys join and, and come hang out for this conversation. And we're going to take your questions as well. So I hope you got some good ones. Culture Abduction says, first to comment before that buddy guy, dude. Happy Monday, y'all. You got it. You won. Yeah, they won. Good job. What do we got? Impassable says, Tim, did you see that they ruled the way they were validating ballots was illegal? Carrie Lake essentially won. Essentially, Carrie Lake won. There's a bunch of different things you could win. Won a battle, not the war. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a big story, actually. Uh, the, a judge ruled that the way they've been handling it is not legal in 2020 and 2022. So, um, wow. Good job, Carrie Lake. I don't know what that means for her, but it's good that she's getting these reforms uh, and these things ruled on. Let's grab another super chat and we'll move on. Steven says, happy birthday, Libby. May you have many more. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fix Bayonet says... We need to start looking at voter registration around military bases. While I was in, many soldiers did not vote. And if they were registered, it was in their home state. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, too, because in Ukraine, Zelensky, who said that you um, can't have an election uh, while there's a war going on, said that he would consider having an election next year if the U.S. and Europe paid for the election and made sure that everyone in the military and everyone who's not in Ukraine right now could vote. He said he only needs five bazillion. I think it was actually five billion dollars or something like that. It's a cheap price for him. Yeah. He's like, I've asked for so much more. This is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Considering we are his tax base now. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. We work really hard so that the government can take our money and send (laughs) it to Ukraine. What a weird place where your democracy is contingent on if the U.S. government will pay for it later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the deal. That's the deal. Here's one. Joe Spinell says, Tim, I'm going to come out of the gate and say, watch Deep Space Nine episodes past tense, part one and two. Now, this aired in 1995, but the date in these episodes occur August 30th, 2024 and hit too close to home. Just finished watching them again. Uh, I'll go check it out. uh, Maybe I'll watch it tonight. For those that are wondering, I'll give you the the quick uh, uh, gist of it. So, uh, Commander Sisko, Dr. Bashir, and Jadzia Dax. Oh, be- this, these are good episodes. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> beam down to Earth, but accidentally materialize in 2024. They're found by police officers who believe them to be vagrants, get them off the streets, and escort them to a sanctuary, sanctuary district, district, a walled-off ghetto, <laughs> yeah. to contain the poor, the sick, and the mentally disabled, and anyone else who can't support themselves. So, they've arrived just before the Bells Riots, a violent confrontation in the sanctuary district. I'll leave it there, but... Yeah, it took place... Uh, Nowish, apparently. In yeah, I will say Avery Brooks, I think, is one of the best captains, Captain Cisco. He's he's I think You're he's willing my to take favorite. that bold political stance. I think I think you like him more I than Cisco is my favorite. More yeah. than Patrick Stewart. He's good. Jean- yeah. he's, not a, he's a commander, though. He's not a captain. He yeah, be, he becomes well, a he captain. Becomes a captain. Oh, yeah. He becomes a captain. Cisco's good. Yeah. I like Picard a lot. I don't like Picard anymore. I do, too. You don't? No. Really? Why? Why? Because of where? I- Patrick yeah. Stewart's gone later in life. Yeah, well, kind of because where, like, because the way that the culture in Next Generation actually would be if you're not in Starfleet seems incredibly oppressive and authoritarian. And also the way that they are always expecting themselves to conform to other cultures and like wear the weird hats and whatever, but they always act like those other cultures are beneath them, you know? 
And that like, oh, we in Starfleet, we don't have any gods because we are perfect. We are perfect human beings. We don't need money. We don't need anything. We're just going to, you know, exist in this way. I don't like it. I like the timeline where Trump gets elected and then Earth becomes the Terran Empire and goes to war and wipes everybody out. That sounds really fun. I didn't. I actually skipped. That was. But I, I. I'm. I'm half kidding. But uh, I guess the second season of Picard was like they have to go back in time and stop Trump from getting elected or oh, something no. like that. Really, I watched yeah. the third what? season after they finally like got the band back together yeah. and went back out on tour. I'm glad they. First did that. one was was okay. Third one was good. I skipped uh-huh. the second one. I skipped I did, the second too. Because I, I think I, I I could be wrong, but I think the general idea is not literally Trump, but like the Trump esque character. Yeah, Q shows up and he's mm-hmm. like. Look, Picard, I'm old now because I'm trying to look like you. And it's like, we get it, dude. You're, you're the, John Delancey's an old guy. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to create change time and make it so that Trump won the election. And then like they live in an oppressive Nazi regime or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And like Picard is like uh, some kind of, I don't know, ex- yeah, some warlord or something. I, I couldn't watch it. I just stopped. Not interested. All find right. Who owns it? Golden Fleece Game says Governor of New Mexico committed a felony. Title 18, Section 242. She should be charged with one count per citizen who lives in the affected jurisdictions and anyone who travels through there. Agreed. But first, she should be impeached, removed from office, and then criminally indicted. All right. Carrie Case says, happy birthday, Libby. It's my birthday, too. Hey, happy birthday. I'm almost halfway to 100 now. Yay. Nice. Happy birthday. And uh, someone mentioned Butters from South Park. His birthday is also September 11th. Nice. Yeah. So all good company. Yes. <laughs> what a birthday party that would be. I mean, there, there are a lot of days that live in infamy, you know, but I mean, imagine being born on September 11th, 2001. Like that'd that be day. pretty, that'd but be rough. someone is, right? Right. But also you wouldn't care because your entire life would be after 9-11. You'd be like, eh. you would, you would care though, because every year on your birthday for your whole life, uh-huh. people would be making it a big deal and you wouldn't right. have a normal birthday. What if you were born in New York City? On September like eleventh, two thousand one, that'd be crazy. And you can't have birth like it for 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 a while. Y- like you don't have normal birthdays. I haven't had a normal birthday since then. Yeah, I had a normal birthday that year because my friend was uh, my best friend. She wasn't around Tuesday night because she had to work. So we went out on Monday night and we had a really fun time. And that was my last normal birthday. Ever since then, I've been like, it's my birthday. We don't have to go for drinks. It's okay. Hey, we got a good one. Spartan Bacon says, Tim, since you mentioned us a lot, here is some money to celebrate Nebraska's constitutional carry taking effect last week, uh, last weekend. Wow. That is awesome. Glad to hear it, man. Yeah. Quantum Strange Quark says Libby and Butters from South Park share a birthday. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> That's funny. Morgan Estill says, I was at the protest in Albuquerque on Sunday in full armor with an AR. Oh, wow. How'd it an- go? There's another Sorry. armed protest tomorrow in Albuquerque at Civic Plaza downtown. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Spread the word, Tim. Well, you just did. So uh, you spread the word. Uh, Thanks for your super chat. What do we have? What do we have? Wrath of Paul says, if you allow the government to break the law during an emergency, they will create an emergency to break the law. As it goes. Yep. Oh, look at this. Savage Man says, it's my birthday, too. Happy birthday, Libby. Hey, happy birthday, Savage Man. Apparently, a lot of people are born every day. It's It's true. It's Breaking year. news. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, what's there? There's like this interesting math thing about uh, if there's like 25 people in a room, the likelihood you share a birthday is, is like 78% or something ridiculous number. Yeah, really? because it's, it's really one in 365. So it's not really that 
you know, statistically incredible, honestly. One in three sixty five is pretty small. But, but you'd yeah. think in order to share a birthday, you would need 700 and something people. Uh, yeah, I forget what it is, um, what the actual number is. But yeah, still. You would need two people to have born on the same day. Mm-hmm. So if you had one person born on every day, you'd need another group of people born on every single day. But then, well, actually, no, because then everyone would share a birthday. Yes. Yeah. Also, like, the odds that you would have that everyone, that 365 people would all have a different birthday is also, like, that doesn't seem... Also, it's probably not random when people are impregnated and born. I bet there's some more circadian rhythm to it. I think there is a most common birthday. What's the most common birthday? I will look it up right now. I could be wrong. Especially now, I mean, so many people are going through scheduled C-sections now, mm-hmm. and I doubt a doctor would schedule one on the weekend. So I think there must be gaps uh, every couple years of, of weekends. Weekend gaps. Like, yeah, just go home and cross your legs. Hopefully you're good. <laughs> Apparently, uh, if you have more than 23 people in a group, the odds are better than 50-50. Right. The two, two of them will have a birthday. Daisy says, welcome my son, Wyatt Middleton, born on September 11th, hey. 2023. Pretty crazy birthday. Nice, it was an emergency C-section. Mom and baby are doing great. Yay. That's so wonderful. Congratulations. Um, wow. this says September 16th is the most common birthday. Really? But I, so what happens nine months before September? New Year's, I That's guess. That's right. That makes sense. Yep. So on New Year's. This other lot one, a lot, lot of people. The other one is, I, September has a lot of common birthdays and that's probably why. Right. Um, well, because it's winter, too, so it gets dark earlier. You don't People have that inside, much to do. But it's New Year's. Yeah. It's Christmas and New Year's, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. It's vacation time, actually. A holiday mm-hmm. of family. That, it's probably not just New Year's. It's probably just vacation time. You've you've got this mm-hmm. period after Christmas to New Year's where nobody's doing anything. And well, some family. people are apparently doing stuff. I'm usually Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I'm usually at my job. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I used to work through the Christmas, but it is like pushing a boulder uphill because... There's a lot of arguments people make where it's like, you get more views during Christmas because, no, that's not true, dude. No. Holidays are you work twice as hard and you get half the half yep. the reach. That's right. what yeah. I've discovered as well. Yep. And I think rest is actually very important. I mean, there are studies that talk about sleep and all kinds of things. Lowering your cortisol is extremely important long term. So trying to burn out during a period of time is maybe not always worth it. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on YouTube. The time that I watch the least YouTube is during the holidays. Like, mm-hmm. by far. Just don't mm-hmm. watch it. So... All right. John Sarosanguinius says, Ray Epps tapes, Schroyer walks, Schroyer walks. Oh, wait, your government is captured. Never mind. Yeah, shout out. I, I tweeted this out uh, during the show. Owen Schroyer says, Death of Tyrants. And, you know, Ian brought that point up. Ray Epps says, literally, that we have to go into the Capitol. And he's not even charged with anything. It's so weird. They should and at least defended by the media. charge him and give him a slap on the wrist if he's an informant so that people will be satisfied. At least do something. They're doing a very bad job of this conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's weird. But that's sad, too. They're doing a bad job, and yet that's enough for them it's, to it's not have to do anything. It's working out for them. Yeah, they don't have to do a thing. Cam Girl Asuna says, eventually they will use the sham J6 precedence against you, Tim. Then they will use it against me. Good luck in the corrupt courts, Tim. Good luck complying your way out of tyranny. He says he'll take the Bundy Ranch approach. So this is th- th- this is like Fed talk, right? Right. The, the people who are, you know, who like Ray Epps, like literally we're talking about Ray Epps, telling everyone to do the thing that hurts everything you're trying to do. In the meantime, 
like Public Square is doing did their SPAC or whatever. They have tons of money. They're succeeding massively. All these businesses that believe in American values are making more money than ever. The massive success of the independent media space is through the roof. Joe Rogan, despite all their attempts to try and take him down, is just bigger and, and, and better than ever. Every day there's a new story about something he's done. You've got Bud Light crumbling. You've got Target failing. You, it's just across the board, victory, victory, victory. The governor of New Mexico in desperation signs this decree. Everyone immediately ignores. And it's just like, man, how much do you have to be winning to be like, let's throw it all away and just act like sporadically and randomly? It's just, it's just crazy. Mm. Yep. But uh, while we're, we're looking at an active conflict, there's a, a challenge that every generation faces. You know, every, every generation has their challenge. We, we think that things are bad. And it's like, well, you know, the, the, the fear of nuclear annihilation existed during the Cold War. You had 70 years of that kind of fear. But I'm just like, look, man, I think we win this one. But I think we're, we're in a conflict. Mm -hmm. And so we have to play strategically and correctly. And that is do what we're doing, man. Starting businesses, challenging the machine. They want to get rid of Angie Mama. Terrence Williams makes cousin tease. Take them over. Hollywood goes woke. The Daily Wire comes right on in. They, they If they want to walk away from these mountains where they're king on the, on the throne or whatever, let them do it. Yeah, this writer's strike and actor's strike thing in Hollywood is not being effective at all. Mm -mm. Like Times I, are changing. I keep forgetting that they're on strike. There's so much content out there to look at. Has any there been any headline? Watch. No, and Drew Barrymore just said that she was going to bring her show back just without the writers. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll be that's, terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably be the same, to be fair. Well, no, that's what I mean. Same, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's terrible either way. It's, like, yeah. Sure, her show coming she back doesn't is terrible. Need, yeah, she doesn't need writers. Is she going to use AI to write? I don't know. I mean, she could probably write it herself. I mean, what's to write? Yeah, seriously. Literally, what's to write? Like, just go on a little rant, have something to say, bring your guest on. Suddenly, bing, all the bang, guests, bongo. all the guests will suddenly have like way less interesting stories. Just, or maybe well, way you know more she's interesting saying, stories. Well, <laughs> well, the way that they're doing it is she's saying, we'll have guests on, but we just won't talk about, we just won't promote their projects mm. so that we're still complying with the writer's strike. True. Which yeah. is going to be more interesting because no one wants to hear about people promoting their movies anyway. That's the boring part True. of the interview. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think the writer's strike is probably going to backfire to a certain degree because I remember the writer's strike back in like, what was it, like 2007 or whatever? Was that when it was? I noticed. Yeah. Like we that. all noticed. Like Heroes got got ruined. Mm -hmm. I oh, like, yeah. we, we were all excited like, wow, what a good show. And then season two happened with a, with a writer's strike and it was like, the show is awful now. Mm -hmm. so yeah. It was really bad. 07, 08. November 5th is when yeah. it started up 2007. And uh, nobody's noticed the writer's strike now. It went for four months. Last well, time. and even the late night hosts are like, we're going to do podcasts now. Since we can't do the show, we're going to do podcasts and we'll give any revenue to our writers who are on strike, but we're still going to go do work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that so, won't last. But like their podcast is really bad. Oh, I haven't listened to it because it's, I'm it's, sure it's terrible. Because these people don't actually have anything to say. Mm -hmm. So it's literally them being like, I'm me and you're you. Are you you? I'm me and you're you. Wow. Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen, Stephen Colbert. Hey, what about you, Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. And it's like, that's all they're doing. And you can, you get to watch the tone, listen to their tone and like how annoyed the alpha, it's like, you can see the alpha, the dynamics of who's the alpha. Really? It's Stephen Colbert is supposed to be like the leader and the other guys can't stand him or they, you can sense the annoyance. And I, to be honest, I just saw one clip and Seth Meyers was extremely disgusted with what he had to say and do. He did not look like he wanted to be there, but like, it's funny to watch their, their um, emotional dynamics change when they're trying to like, cause they're all used to be in the alpha. Yeah. I'm going to say, if you were the host of a late night show and now we have multiple hosts of a late night show being hosted by 
a host with nothing to talk about. Work. With nothing you, to do. I mean, but I do think Dave Letterman and Johnny Carson would be funny and throw in Conan. That would have been a funny podcast. Those but guys earned is, those on merit. These new guys. Those guys got were it. funny. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. They, they were funny. And the people now are just used to being told, well, you're hilarious. Please say this monologue that probably someone else has written. There's not a skill. I also think you can probably see that there is not actual friendship between mm. any of them. Uh, people think anyone can start a, start a podcast and anyone literally could, but not everyone should, you know, and this is sort of an example. They should pay, maybe not be podcasting. They Just because they talk for a living doesn't mean they actually but have anything to say. They don't talk, for, they read scripts for a living. Exactly. These, these totally people different. are proof that the machine just chose people who to put on TV. And when it comes to actual battle of merit, they have none. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the next decade or so when... It, it, assuming things are going in a more positive direction uh, with like Rumble success and Public Square, meritocracy will reign supreme and all of these placed personalities will be struggling. Let's read some more. We got uh, Ben D says, Wells Remy Crowther, the man in the red bandana, saved 17 people above the 77th floor, went back in to save more and was never seen again. Man. They had about an hour after the plane hit before mm-hmm. it came down. Yeah. And so the peop- mo- nobody thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they thought they were going to be able to go in as long as they avoided the fire and, you know, they knew there was risks, but yeah, man. Patriot American says 9-11 will always remain a sorrowful day. My dad worked three blocks from the site until August of 01. My buddy lost his grandfather and his dad in the North Tower collapsed, both FDNY. I don't even know if their bodies got recovered. Yeah, man, I'm like sadness. I'm just past sadness and anger. I can't even get angry about it anymore. I just want people to know what really happened. I, I, I want the evidence to come out about the nanothermite and the dust, just all sorts of stuff. That'll take 50 years if we're lucky. That's all I care about is that the truth comes out. What if Donald Trump gets reelected and then he's just like, we're releasing all of the documents at 11. Here he's it is. So bad. And he just like dops it on a table and it's just the most shocking and craziest stuff you've ever heard. But Dude. He, still, still, he didn't release the. He didn't do anything. He didn't release the Kennedy. <laughs> he didn't do anything. The Kennedy classified document. Well, to be oh. fair, I think he tried, but they kept just re- ignoring him. Really? He, yeah, so like the issue with Trump is that he would say, hey, do this thing. They go, you got it. And then they wouldn't. And then he'd forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we learned the least about aliens from him, to be fair. The Biden administration <laughs> has told us so much. <laughs> Let's grab another super chat. S.E. Federale, S.A. Federale says, Joe Biden literally told Jon Stewart, I tried that. They didn't buy it or I'd be president right now and laughed about coal mining in his family. He hasn't had dementia his entire life. He's just a compulsive liar. He knows it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he is a, a compulsive liar. That's why he said that he went to Ground Zero the day after it happened, and, but when it was actually weeks after it happened. Can you if confirm he that he even all. went? Did he even go? Do you I, know don't, if he went? I don't know if he went his with, administration the, with went? the Senate delegation on September 20th, 2001. You could check who was in that delegation. But that's, that's, check the congressional that's record. That's the sign of a compulsive liar that's on autopilot. He also, I mean, he obviously lied when he said that he never discussed his son's business arrangements with him. You yeah, know, I imagine they were well. they're attempting to hide that mm-hmm. data because my mom being like, I haven't seen the proof. Like that's not a that's not an accident that that proof hasn't been shown on mm-hmm. MSNBC. All right, we got a bunch of happy birthday, Libby's. That's very thank. That's very kind. Thank you. Me shoot says. So are you guys going to call Jimmy Dora moron? He two days ago on his show said these crimes being reported in cities are propaganda reported by. Can converve convertizes convertizes. What's, <laughs> What's that? that? I don't know, but that's a great typo. Good job. 
conservatives is probably what the word's supposed yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it was like, <laughs> it, it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to read it's conservative just because I see it sounds similar. Convertizes. Like Convertizes, yeah. literally. So what, what, what did Jimmy say? I don't think he's an idiot. Uh, well, he, he can be wrong. I, I like Jimmy. He's a smart guy, but we're, we all get things wrong. That's fine. If I don't, I don't know what he said. If he got something wrong, I would just be like, oh, hey, Jimmy, I think you're wrong about that. And he'll say, well, I, th I, I disagree. I'll be like, okay. You know, he'll be like, okay. And then we'll, we'll move on because Jimmy's a good dude. Yeah. Being you stupid, I mean? like, being ignorant and being wrong are all different things. Yeah. But they're all allowed. Being a liar is not allowed. Yes. Yeah. And being a liar is well, also Well, being a liar is allowed, but we don't like it. But like when someone's wrong lie. and then they're called stupid or when someone doesn't know information and they're called wrong, it's like, no, they're all very different things. It's Or, or he's got an opinion on it. You know, whatever. Uh, what he says, he shows just propaganda. You know, whatever. Uh, these smash and grabs I'm hearing are on the are happening everywhere on the East Coast, even mm -hmm. at this point. Everywhere. Well, I, I feel like these are probably interstate criminal organizations going around doing this. It's not just like you and five friends being like, let's do this thing. Yeah, it's got to be of. pretty organized, like a, you know, Oliver Twist Fagan kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's as simple as just getting a bunch of people on social media and just saying, hey, we're all going to go do this this time. Talk yep. on Signal, Telegram, whatever, right. and then everyone does it. Right. Everyone Mike, get a ride. Yeah. Michael Beacon says, thanks, crew. Now I'm going to second guess my husky sniffing anuses. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> why. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. What'd you eat for dinner? Rick Higby says, I was named after Rick Rascorla, born 9-2101. Oh, wow. 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 That's a good name, man. It's an honor. Oh, cool. Yeah. That story is in incredible, man. I, I see stories like that, and I'm just thinking, you know, like, how do we not have a generation of people who are raised on that story? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who, who want to be like that. That's crazy to me. That, that there are communists out there. Ugh. Communists are like the antithesis of that dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Literally. Everyone should be doing everything for me and I should get stuff. Yeah, okay, dude. And you need to change your perception of reality to suit me. They really downplayed the heroes on 9-11 kind of thing. Like, yeah. they talk vaguely about heroes of 9-11, but, like, it, I think it's because the whole thing was was activated. I think that it has, I think that it was downplayed. At first, we had um, a patriotic moment. And then what happened is you had an entire progressive wave come in and tell us that Islamic terrorism was our fault, that we Americans deserved it, that the hate that was um, shown to us was our fault, right? Oh, right. That we were yeah. the ones who caused the Islamic terrorists to hate us, and we got what we deserved, and we needed to go around placating the world and mea culpa all over the place to try and make people not hate us globally. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is we started hating ourselves because that e wasn't even effective and yeah. people still hate the great Satan of the United States. So we went from a brief patriotic moment where we were almost unified, right? Even Ron DeSantis says that it was the patriotism of that moment that caused him to enlist. And that was true for a lot of people. They enlisted after 9-11. But then once you had the next great wave come in and it was politically incorrect to say that the people who, you know, turned our civilian planes into bombs hated us and were Islamist, Islamic, right? You couldn't say that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then there was this whole thing about like, you know, if you if you say that they're Islamic terrorists, what you're doing is being racist against Muslims in the United States. And it all got twisted around into this huge amount of self-hatred where now we are a self-hating nation that denies ourself any joy in patriotism. It's sad. How can it's you really raise sad. a whole generation? In and that's and that's where we are. <sighs> and now we have this insane narcissism. Mm -hmm. We have this need to 
uh, make everybody's perception of reality conform to our perception of reality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like right down to these stupid pronouns, mm-hmm. you know? That's weird. And that's where we are. A lot of it, I think, is the the motion of political correctness into progressivism. It's funny how you watch political correctness on South Park and you see how they've had arcs with it over like 20 year period and then mm-hmm. they have it come back again and they say, oh, it's all happening again because it's literally what happens. It comes yeah. back over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And all it right. started in like 89. Yeah. yeah. Let's read this. We got the dude abides 95 says, so speaking of New Mexico over here in Illinois, we had a preliminary injunction for our assault weapons ban a few months ago, which got overturned. Thousands bought arms during it and the governor say they will not be grandfathered in. People will be criminals on October 1st. What? Yep. They keep trying. Dude. But look, man, there are evil states and everyone looks to these evil states like, oh, no, our gun rights are being taken away. It's like in those evil states. And then there's more than half the country where yeah. it's unrestricted. Yeah. Granted, I know NFA still exists and it's and it's ridiculous that there's a lot of bans on stupid things. Suppressors should be you should be able to walk into a store. You shouldn't even need a background check for a suppressor because of because people base. Like, I'll tell you uh, I'm talking to um, uh, Brandon Herrera on Friday, and I'm, I was explaining how in Maryland, the SCAR 20S is legal, but an M1A is illegal. Why? It makes no, literally no sense that's at so all. An, a, a SCAR 20S is like a modern uh, uh, 308, mm-hmm. and an M1A is like an old school. And it's, for it's, no reason, no logical reason. So when it comes to suppressors, they're scary. Because in movies, they go pew, pew, pew. They don't actually do that. If you're in your home, and you want home defense, a suppressor is a very important thing to have, but they're very, very difficult to get. Yep. That's so you don't deafen yourself. If it's you have still to fire super an loud. Still it's loud. it's still gonna mess you up. Why what's the what's the the theory of why they would some some politician saw a movie where a guy goes doo, doo, Oh and they're and like, they're no, like oh, people, oh, we can't oh, let people oh. be assassins. That's too dangerous. But it, they literally but it doesn't really do that? No. no. Not even close. It's still not, it's not, still wicked loud. Wicked yeah. loud. Yeah, like if you fired one in here, you'd be like, ah, like yeah. if, oh, wow. if if a gun went off in this room, you would not, you would be deaf. Yeah, like for how long? Temporarily. Okay. You'd you'd hear bing, like hear you'd, you'd anyway. be messed up. That's why you always gotta oh, have your ear pro, your, your eye pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, or from going to rock concerts too much, huh? Yeah. But uh, if me. even with a suppressor, it's it's loud. It's just better. And so, I think um, I think it was the dude from Phoenix Ammo. Who said this? It's like it makes it tolerable with your with if you're not you don't have ear protection on and you're outside. Okay. But think about this: you're in your house, someone breaks in, and you grab your gun to defend yourself. You're gonna you're you're gonna be deaf if you do. Like oh, I don't mean permanently. Like, you're gonna be deaf by the blast. But then you're in trouble too because then you can't hear whatever else they're doing. And these are this, so. What do you do? It's like you're someone yeah. coming to your house and you put on your headphones and yeah. it is what it is. So if 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 they didn't ban things like suppressors or uh, I shouldn't say ban but restrict them under the NFA. People would be safer, mm-hmm. much safer. Stupid, stupid rules, stupid rules. Anyway, my friends, if you haven't already, would you smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, tell them all about it because it really does help. I meet so many people every day who shout, who, who say like, you know, they, they love the show and everything and uh, share with your friends because that's that's the marketing play these days. It's it, is the merit there. Is the show good? Go uh, head over to TimCast.com. Click join us because we're going to talk about 9-11 and uh, a, a lot of theories over at the timcast.com in about two, uh, three or so minutes. We'll see you there for the uncensored members only. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Libby, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I want to shout out the postmillennial.com. We're doing a lot of great work there. We have some amazing writers, and reporters, and editors, and I'd love for you to check out what we're doing. Also, humanevents.com. We've been putting out some really incredible op-eds. 
um, and stories, and you should come check that out. And also, I want to invite you to be members at thepostmillennial.com slash subscribe. Um, that would be great. You can help out independent media and journalism and Andy No and Katie and uh, Beth and everybody else who's doing this great work. So we'd love to see you there. And also, I hope to see you in Miami on yes. October 6th because that's going to be killer. Yeah, it's going to be super awesome. It's yeah. going to be just like a super cool thing. Everyone's going to be hanging out. When we did the event in New York, we were walking around and stuff. So I hope, you mm -hmm. know, people come hang out. I don't know how, you know, Matt Gates, Patrick Pet David, and Donald Trump Jr. might be a little bit more secure to them. But I think it's like everything's just, you know, we'll be hanging out. It'll be fun. And I think meeting like-minded people, right? Like if you're coming to a TinCast event, you probably share views with other people in the audience. You should go yeah. so mm -hmm. you can build community yeah. amongst and yourselves. We are doing a uh, 3 p.m. elite members private event like lunch or something mm -hmm. nice yeah. it's like I, I have no time to eat during the day so like this is when i get to eat food so i'm like oh we'll do a thing we'll have food and then then, then i'll get to eat and then we get to hang out with all the elite members make so. sure you get someone to get you some food so that you don't end up talking to people <laughs> the whole time and still don't eat well it will be like hors d'oeuvres or something okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out mm -hmm. but uh yeah elite members sign up at timcast.com at the hundred dollar a month level or higher and as a member at any level, you get access to the Discord where there's a, a pre-show and after show every night on the, on the server. It's really, really cool. Shout out to all the people on the Discord who are running that. But anyway, we should we should get to it. Yeah. Uh, and I hope all the Discord members who hang out and talk to each other come to Miami and meet each other in person. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'll also be in Miami and I hope to see you guys all there. You should follow at TimCastNews on uh, Twitter form or X or whatever and Instagram. It's the best. Like Libby, it's uh, independent media. We really love post work and we hope you support our journalists too. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on X at HannahClaire.B or no, at HC Brimlow and on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. Thank you guys so much. It's so fun to be here with all of you. Yes. Oh, I forgot my Twitter. Your Twitter is at Libby Emmons. Thank you. Follow Libby you, on Twitter at Libby Emmons. You're Thank welcome. You. I appreciate uh, it. And hit me up. Uh, well, I'll see you guys at the at the uh, Florida event. It's going to be hot. Uh, get your tickets at TimCast.com. There's a banner up top that you can click on the Miami, Florida, October 6th event. Get your tickets there. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Have a nice evening. See you later. Yep, uh, Miami is going to be cool. I've been there. It's going to be sweet. I hope you guys in actually do come and join us. My name is at Surge.com. I want to shout out Kellen for last week for helping me while I was ill and dying. I really appreciate that, dude. Uh, anyways, let's get to this after show and talk about 9-11 because it's changed my life. That's for sure. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in a couple minutes. Thanks for hanging out. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.